0: How's the old head? Uh, uh, not good.
1: I mean, it's better.
0: Well, if it gets worse as we go, like we could stall. Okay, the rest. so
1: like it's not gonna get worse because it was a very specific thing I did. Oh, that fucked it up to begin with.
0: Did you wank too hard.
1: <laughs> I might have. Jesus Christ!
0: <laughs> you wanked yourself into a fucking migraine.
1: It's never happened like this before. (laughs) It's not funny.
2: Yes, it is. It's very specifically funny.
0: opens for these things for like (laughs) half a year now, I don't remember how to actually start one, except by saying, hey, welcome to SoxCast episode 64, we're the podcast that's sponsored by SpaghettiOs, because everybody Mm -hmm. loves SpaghettiOs, SpaghettiOs. Mm -mm, indeed, I still eat SpaghettiOs, no shame (laughs) in my game, I had SpaghettiOs with hot dogs chopped up in them today, I'll have you know,
1: didn't I admit to eating like princess-shaped videos yes, a while did. ago on the yeah. on this very podcast? And I still do. They have the Star Wars ones now too. Those are pretty good.
0: I kind of have a feeling that, like it's probably a conversation we've had on the podcast before, like in its yeah. entirety, with me actually saying I'm still a baby and eat baby food. <laughs> Is this the first episode with analog support? Probably. Cool. It, and by that, I mean it's just like you know, analog a hate story. <laughs> Boom. Because of video this games. The... See what I did there?
3: You referenced a thing that I, that was, that you know. I mentioned.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Ha <laughs> ha! To my immediate virtual right, he wants you to know he stopped loving you today. It's Rhett. Hi. How's it going, Rhett? Jeez, Rhett. I got a headache, sorry. It's okay. Well, hey, like, from I mean, the intro, people are gonna know why. Oh, no, I was wondering about that.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah.
1: It
0: sucked. A it's, lot. it's probably happened to everyone. You just go from nothing to nine out of ten headache, just boom. But now I'm scared. What scared? if it
1: happens again?
0: It might actually. The last yeah. time that I, the last time that I had that happen to me, it actually was a thing that kind of happened for like a week. Uh, and it was like, oh, this is kind of miserable. I I need to refrain. I need to practice. That, that, my... that,
1: that's the word that I'm not <laughs> fond of. Refrain.
0: Yeah, i refrain. You're going to have to exercise some restraint, Rhett. Unfortunately.
1: exercise some restraints.
0: Yeah, yeah, I've got some restraints. (laughs) If you want to come over and help me use them later. Not a problem. I I might get a headache. You won't. We'll just, we'll we'll refrain from doing anything to you. (laughs) You can just tie me up and do things to me. (laughs) I'm saying we're going to have sex. Okay. <laughs> okay. Just to kind of, you know, put that out there. Explain to... the joke. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I got you. <laughs> to That's my immediate, to my immediate virtual left.
3: Yeah. John Fire. Oh God! I wonder if I dropped a call or something. <laughs> Hi.
0: There's a there's a secret message hidden <clears throat> in what you believe to be silence. And if you're the first to email me with what that message might be, Rhett will buy you everything on your Steam
3: wish list. Oh, Jesus. Oh, wait. <clears throat> Hi! Hey, how's it going? Going pretty well. I've got a cup of tea. I've got really comfy headphones on now. But it's so weird because they're, like, more noise-canceling, so my voice sounds kind of muffled to myself. So I'm wondering if I'm too loud or – I don't know. Oh, It's no. a mystery. It, wow. Like, what What will what'll, what'll happen behind if the you're cre- too loud? That would never happen.
0: We would need an audio engineer to fucking fix that problem. Yeah. I don't know any of those, though. I mean, what is audio engineering even? I don't know. Sounds like something stupid people would do.
3: Yeah, like database migrations.
0: So important. (laughs) Who needs that kind of crap? You ready for a podcast, John? Yes.
3: Good. Get us started. What did you do? What the fuck did I do? I finished Fire Emblem Awakening. Uh-huh. It was real good. Was... I really like that game a lot.
1: That seems I kind to be of got
3: the to... consensus. Yeah. Is people like it. That's, mm. yeah. Except for, except for, like, your immediate circle.
0: <laughs> yeah, except for oh. most people in my immediate circle who think modern Fire Emblem games are trash.
3: Yeah. Or, yeah. Just, I guess, so just Awakening and Fates, then? Yeah, Awakening and Fates, they really hate those games. All right. Um. Yeah, Fire Emblem Awakening is really fucking good. Obviously, if you play it. Um, yeah, the the way that story resolves made me feel really good. I think after the last Soxcast, I beat the um, I beat the big evil emperor guy, mm-hmm. and then there was the five or six more chapters where you have to fight your dad, oh. um, and a version of yourself from the future where you. Fallout where you give into to your dad's bullshit. Oh. And then the final boss, you fucking murder yourself. <laughs> and you're like, nope! I don't... I'm not into this. Oh. I do not <clears throat> abide by this. So it's it's something that probably doesn't really stick out as being like special to a lot of folks, but just with our life experiences, the way that game winds down makes us feel really good. Hmm. Um... It's very thematically it's very Chrono Triggery, just with the fighting fate type thing.
0: Yeah, that's definitely like like I've only played bits and pieces of Awakening and seen the rest of it mm-hmm. play, and it definitely kinda hits a lot of those same notes that uh mm-hmm. Chrono Trigger hits.
3: Yeah. And it hits it, it understands their functionality. It's like it's less like subtle. It's very straightforward. Oh it's and on simple. the noses. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. It's on the nose as fuck, and most of the and the character writing is very simple, like Crom is very simple, everyone is very simple, but it's told, tells a nice story in the context of cutscenes between in the middle of the strategy game where you play chess, and the chess matches are real fun too, and I had a real good time with it. Um, so yeah, it's not my favorite game ever, like Anna's, but I get why it resonated with her, and I think it's a good thing. Fate sounds dumb. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. I, I see a bit less praise for that game uh mm-hmm. than I do Awakening and the people that I know that really love those games and yeah, mm-hmm. Fates kind of seems to mm-hmm. be oh boy. <laughs> not so mm-hmm. great story
1: wise and
0: maybe not so gameplay wise either.
1: Yeah, and I they don't... made it three games. Yeah, that's because... another Money.
0: big ol' scummy problem.
3: hmm.
0: And you guys and it's thought Nintendo the third... wasn't scummy. <laughs>
3: Hannah said the third one was all right, and she enjoyed that a little bit, but she had, to, but there were the other two before that.
2: Yeah.
0: So
3: once the story actually started, in the third game, it was <laughs> a little bit better. Yeah. There's some good dad-killing action in that one, too. You apparently have, like, two dads, that, and you kill both of them. So that's, like, <laughs> that's A. So, you know, A+.
0: Operation Kill All the Dads. Operation Kill oh All my the God. Dads. Operation KATD, the next hot game from John and Polly. <laughs> um,
3: so, yeah, Final Awakening's good. It made me very nostalgic, because I played the shit out of... um. No, I didn't play the shit out of I played a good bit of the Game Boy Advance, first Game Boy Advance Fire Emblem mm-hmm. in the States. Uh, first one that came over here, with Lynn and all them. Yeah. Uh, and, like, twice I got to, like, Chapter 15 and then quit because the permadeath made it too hard for me. Mm. Um, so I revisited that game and played it, and that game is really charming. Yeah, it um, sounds, it's not too bad. Yeah, I really like the look and feel of Fire Emblem on the Game Boy Advance. I think it just the way that it presents itself, the sprites, um, the way the attacks feel in the combats in the combat.
0: It's kind of got like a crunchiness to it that I think like games after it kind of
3: don't. Mm-hmm. Like, I kind of like the feel of it a little more than Awakening. Mm-hmm. Um, which, Ed, Anna tried it and did not like it. <laughs> um, she still hasn't played it. Um, Why does this
0: look like an Atari game, John?
3: <laughs> we played older games. Um, and you can turn off the little tutorial messages, which is good, because otherwise, it, I was worried that it was going to feel like the first ten chapters were a tutorial, because they kind of are. Mm-hmm. But it didn't feel that way. It felt like a complete story and then it completely changes characters at chapter 10 and then um, I played up through like chapter 16, 15 or 16 like right where I left off last time and then was like oh man it's gonna take like an hour to clear this map huh I played a lot of Fire Emblem the last two weeks alright uh, maybe later so
0: I put that down kind of like you kind of reach yeah. that ceiling where it's like okay I've been, I've digested enough of this for a
3: while <laughs> yeah exactly and I picked up Boktai and then played a good bit of, played a couple hours of Boktai and then I put it back down and I think it did not really grab me like I was hoping it would.
0: I don't think that game's very good.
3: I, I played a little bit of it and it feels, and it was like, this feels like a game I'm going to go on the podcast and bring up and Polly's going to be like, I've,
0: <laughs> Look, okay, like I think that that's just one of those games that people kind of. Like, they're all about it, and I think that they're more in love with the idea of Boktai than they are actually playing Boktai, because, like, go back and play Boktai. It's kind of just very boring and meandering, and, like, other than being a bit
3: ambitious, it's not
0: really that great.
3: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, there's so much going on conceptually that really engaged me, like, going into the vampire castle and beating up the vampire and then having to drag its body back out of the castle while avoiding the enemies so that you can have, like, a sun battle to exterminate once and for all. It's conceptually just, that's really on fire and I really like it, but just the act of playing it really didn't engage me at all. it's not engaging. It's just kind of, like, you know, cool
0: ideas, but... It's kind of wrapped in this like very same, very samey kind of like wrapper that's not very. Like, Does it I, just kind of do the same thing? Kinda, about, yeah. About it's like a lot of very samey, similar things that I'm. I just was like, "Wow, where would all the praise for this thing come from?"
3: Gotcha. Yeah, people were like, "Oh, this is the best thing since sliced bread." No,
0: so. definitely not. Because I, I like bread quite a bit.
3: Yeah. That was one of the ones that kind of had gotten on my like, oh, this is clearly one of those unsung best games ever. And then I started playing and it's like, oh, that's disappointing. Yeah. But so I was in a good Game Boy Advance mood and then I kind of pulled back. But I really like, I really enjoyed Fire Emblem Awakening. and I really like the Game Boy Advance Fire Emblem and I hope I go back to it at some point. But if I don't, it'll probably be okay.
0: You've, you've probably seen, like, you know, all you would need to of that game, really. Like, I don't really think that any of those games are, like, if you're not feeling it, you should force yourself through because the story is going to get real great. Or the battle mm-hmm. mechanics are going to change all that drastically.
2: hmm
0: So it's yeah, just kind of probably like, let it go for now. Yeah, you can let it go and not feel too much shame.
3: Mm-hmm. I really like Lynn's story, where, you know, it's 10 chapters, and then in, like, a couple, three hours or so, I experience this nice little story. Um, but then it keeps going on, and then they introduce, you know, the kings and fantasy and the yeah. the world-shattering conflict. And then it's like, ah. Uh, Great. Like, the thing that Fire
0: Emblem does every single game.
3: Mm-hmm. So, Awakening was, like, a nice combo, because it was a lot of that, and also... The marriage stuff, which is fun well, yeah. um, and charming, the time travel plot, which is fun and charming and holds together, um, and some nice characters. I like Henry; he's a good boy. Um, yeah, that's that's really my Fire Emblem experience. I might play Path of Radiance at some point to see if that grabs me a little more. But I think for Radiance a little... games are great. Mm-hmm. For a little bit, I was like. I'm going to just, I need to play like all of these, right? And then I was like, wait, no, no actually. No, <laughs> you, you don't really. Yeah.
0: There's very minimal uh, progression in terms of mechanics or how those stories are told, you know, from mm-hmm. sequel to sequel. Uh, mm-hmm. they, found, they found a formula that worked really well and just kind of keep pounding
3: it out. <laughs> That that was the funny thing, was watching a video of, like, the very first Fire Emblem on the NES and being like, wow, they had all this stuff just right here from the beginning. That's so cool. (laughs) And then it's like, oh, that means they haven't really changed Changed it it at all. Sixteen, seventeen 16, 17 years. It's still (laughs) over that, like, 28 years or something. You know what Um, this
1: series sounds a lot like with you describing it? Besides the actual strategy RPG part, it sounds like Dragon Quest. (laughs) Where, like they're yeah. all kind of the same, and oh, one of them did a time travel plot, so that one's the best, obviously.
3: Yeah, <laughs> um, so yeah, but I like they really, really like Dragon
1: Quest, so that's kind of the difference. Yeah. Um, but it's also like trying to marathon through a whole 20 be, years of games is maybe there's one guy yeah. that on
0: Twitch that's trying to do that actually, he's trying to it? marathon all Dragon Quest games one uh. to nine back-to-back, back, like... Oh, God, have mercy. ...in, like, 52 hours.
2: Mm. He, gave up, he
0: gave up the first time because he literally was passing out at around hour 43. <laughs> so he's giving it a good oh, go. wait,
1: wait. Mm-hmm. You can't that's
0: play nine games in 40, he's a, 50, he's a, four he's a, hours. He's a speedrunner. Oh!
3: That's so tall. it's
0: feasible
1: in 48 hours.
3: Jeez.
2: I thought...
1: That sounds unhealthy, I saw Dragon Quest 2, apparently, is a super hard one. Mm. They're all kind of hard. Like, those Famicom games are are. pretty damn hard. But I think I'm like, so, kind of a news thing, the Mexican runner beat every NES game. Yeah, he did. I think Dragon Quest 2 was, like, ranked one of the hardest for him. Yeah, that game. That game is
0: very mean.
3: Yeah, especially in the climax. Like, when I was playing that game, I was... Like near the end of it, and then lost interest for like a year and a half, and then picked it back up. Like, oh, I'll just polish this off. So when I got to the climactic areas, I was like, "This is really neat," but I'm just gonna kind of save state fuckery my way <laughs> through this. Um, yeah. I think um I think the path for is isn't to play more Fire Emblem games; it's to play Advance Wars. It, uh, yeah, yeah Advance Wars is awesome. Yeah. And those games just they made a handful of them and then stopped.
0: Yeah. So yeah, it's it's a good figure. thing. Because they were kinda mm-hmm. starting to like run out of ideas by the time they got to the DS. It was like, oh what if there were battles happening on two screens
3: concurrently? What <laughs> then if also it's... like what if we made it grim and gritty? Yeah,
0: then it's like, what if we took a really cute concept and made it dark and gritty? What if we don't make any more advanced war games, you guys? <laughs> well,
1: okay, so here's <laughs> the thing war though. Zero. Military yeah. wifeies have been the thing in Japan for the last few years. I'm kind of surprised it yeah, hasn't come back yeah,
3: yet. Kinda kinda shocked there. More than I should play Advance Wars, I think. I should play um, Valkyria Chronicles and XCOM. Yes. Yes, yes,
0: so, those those Yes would to be, both of those. Yeah, those would both be two really great ideas if you want to like get into strategy, RPGs and like uh Valkyria Chronicles is just one of yeah. like, the best told um like RPG stories I
3: think
1: ever. Yeah, I oh. will say, of those two, Valkyria Chronicles has way more emphasis on story. Yeah, yeah. Like... I'm going XCOM... like, to like Valkyria Chronicles yeah. more. Yeah. XCOM com is not a story game. It's <laughs> XCOM is about the stories you make yourself when you watch your whole squad die.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because, like, the first one of these games that actually engaged me was Final um, Fantasy Tactics, which was, like, yeah. an interesting story. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of been my arc with strategy games, is that I finally have finished two of them after starting and stopping, like, <laughs> ten over the years. <laughs> um, and you know what? Rhett!
1: Hi. What have you been up to lately? I played a game with an amazingly totally great title. Uh-huh. I played a game called Stories, The Path of Destinies. Wow. Which really might be the worst title I've ever heard for a game.
0: That's I, about I poly- the most plain Jane goddamn it's, fucking title yeah. for anything I've ever heard. I mean, it's got, like, very nondescript opener for, its, for yeah. the start. And then it's got a blank of blank. Ti- like, yeah, so this is I know the you love
1: fucking- Relic of Stars. Titles. Oh, God. I hate blank of blank titles. <laughs> Oh, so funny. this was a PlayStation Plus game a few months ago, and I, it just completely flew under my radar. <laughs> Wonder why? Wonder yeah, why? Yeah, you see that name, you see the logo, and you're just like, it just oh, jumps past. right out at you. I can't it, see it totally how it does. I can't see how it flew under your radar at all. <laughs> yeah. So I'm looking through like backlog of stuff, and I see this, and I'm just like, what the fuck? Stories Path of Destinies. Boy, that's an awful title. <laughs> and I search it, so I look up a gameplay video, and I'm like, oh, it's like. Top down kind of Diablo looking hack and slash. Mm-hmm. I'll I'll give this a spin, because <laughs> it didn't look awful. Because huh? a lot a lot of the PlayStation Plus games have been awful lately. Oh, uh, so are finished... you
0: getting all of the, getting a few bad games <laughs> when you've been given so
1: much good shit over the last I year? You know, poor know. little thing.
2: <laughs> I mean, they're not free. You do play for the service, or
1: <laughs> Any anyway, so. You finish the tutorial in this game and it gives you a choice what is the main character going to do next is he going to oh i I should mention the whole game is kind of narrated similar to bastion Mm. we're like there's a narrator kind of telling the story of what your character is doing and he like voices all the characters oh himself too so it's one voice actor doing a, a lot of heavy lifting so at the end of the tutorial though it's like okay what should happen next is Ren- Renardo going to rescue his friend from the evil empire, or is he going to go try to find the legendary super weapon? So I'm like, hmm. I think I'm gonna go get the super weapon because I don't, <laughs> I don't care about the friend. Yeah. So then you you beat the second stage, you get part of the super weapon. It's like, well, Renardo already sacrificed one friend to do this. <laughs> for stage two, for stage three, should he uh, go go meet up with another friend of his, or finish off building the super weapon? So I'm like, okay, I'll finish building the super weapon. <laughs> so then, then, as you go through these stor- stages, like it's very clear, like this is a game about branching paths. Obviously, yeah. Because I, I build the super weapon, it's like, okay, should I use the super weapon against the empire, or should I go talk to the scientists to see if this thing is actually safe to use? <laughs> and then, so you so you go through a couple stages, and at the end of stage five, things go wrong. Uh oh. Like, for me, it was, my character knew the super weapon wasn't safe, he, and then he got bluffed out and refused to fire it, and he got captured by the Empire and starved to death in prison, basically. Oh, good. So, this is a game about bad endings and lots of choices to make. Ooh. There are 25 endings in this game. Oh, good lord. Wow. Every single path that you take, like, A or B, they all result in different endings, Oh, so this is like and, Shadow of the
0: Hedgehog kind of thing going
1: on. Yeah, definitely. It's like there's an ending for every single possible combination and all but one of them you die in. Ooh. Yeah. That's so, that's harsh. Yeah, it's all a dark right? it's a pretty dark game. I looked up a YouTube video of all the endings after I'd finished it mm-hmm. and one of them is just like as Reynardo's head slid across the floor, he thought, <laughs> "Oh, This wasn't such a good idea after all. And and then he died. Like, it's super... It's not super fucked up, but it gets pretty dark at times. So, each of the bad endings, though, will reveal one truth about the nature of the world. Mm -hmm, So, like, mm -hmm. there's four kind of things you have to find out. And then that kind of unlocks the true ending path. Mm. Where... It'll Do you give have me- to get bad endings to unlock the true ending? That's a dumb structure. Yeah,
0: like, God. Yeah. Who would force that on people?
1: <laughs> oh, I see what you're doing here. <laughs> so, because the game would be, like, an hour long if you could actually get the true ending your first time. Well, uh-huh. it, it makes sense because he's kind of doing, you know, the Monica thing where he's learning from his experiences. Like, the... The fact that the game keeps looping is written into the story. Okay, cool. so that's Badass. That. that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So he has to figure out these four things in order to know what to do correctly mm-hmm. on the true ending. And so the gameplay-wise, though, is not the best part. Like, it definitely gets repetitive, kind of going through these same couple of stages over and over. So it is yeah. kind of like a Diablo-like, where it's just kind of yeah. like a middling hack-and-slasher? Re- kind of, it's... It feels kind of stiff at times, cause like, you mash X to w- swing your sword, and then you can also like tilt towards an enemy and press X to counter them. Mm-hmm. But it's all on the same button, and then you know you got your dashes and counters. It's it's middling, and like, at the very least, they kind of acknowledge that since the yeah, since they're acknowledging that you're going to be replaying this game a bunch of times, like you don't see all the enemies your first playthrough. Like, they keep rolling out new stuff on subsequent playthroughs. Okay, that's, to where, that's, like, that's, that's yeah, smart. Like, but then there's also only, like, five or six enemies that types in the whole game. Oh, Recolor <laughs> yeah. City, huh? Not even that,
0: but oh, just, like... like
1: just no, scaled I mean, up a bit? <laughs> no, better than that, actually, where it's, like, there's kind of your main grunt, and then grunt with a shield, and then there's, like, a couple of magic caster characters that all act differently, but then that's kind of it. <laughs> Oof. So like you don't you don't even see like all of them until the end of your like your second playthrough though, and the game does like continue to get harder and throw more devious variations mm-hmm. at you on the later playthrough. So, like that aspect's fine, but like if you actually try to get every ending, you're gonna be pulling your hair out by the end because there's no way to skip through stuff that you've actually seen. Because it's but again, so, because these paths diverge so much so quickly, like getting the four. Truths, my Mm -hmm. first time. Like, I managed to do it on four playthroughs because you start to figure out, like, which way you want to go. Yeah. But, like, if you're trying to get every ending where it's like you have to make all the same choices except the last one differently, like, there's no way to quickly do that, Mm -hmm. which is unfortunate. And then, so when you finally get to the true ending path, they just open up a new fourth option at the start. Just like, oh, he knows this character is a traitor. And then you kind of go from there. Uh, so another downside about the game, though, is besides that there's not many enemy types, is that there's no bosses or anything. Ooh. And it could have been a real kind of cool uh... Guardi- What's, is Guardian What's Heroes, right, was yeah. that game with, like, six different final bosses or something. Mm-hmm. And the fact that these stories would work with different climactic final bosses, but then there's just not anything. It's just a wave of enemies, and then the story concludes through a little cutscene. A shoestring budget game, huh? It's definitely, yeah. Like, there's good ideas here. Like, it's a really unique structure. Like, the whole... we, Every choice being a different ending yeah. is really neat. And the way they play out, like... You never feel like, oh, you're just kind of reusing the same areas generically. Like, uh-huh. it feels like a totally natural story, even though... They somehow work it to where, like, stage four is always A or B location, and oh. stage five is always C. I see. Like, it's pretty neat, though. Like, your choices never actually change that much, but the story works no matter what. Yeah. yeah. But th- So the other thing, though, is that in true endings, you usually expect the ending that, like, everything works out perfectly and... All plot lines are resolved, and there's no loose cliffhangers or anything. And that's not uh-huh. really—that's not really the true ending in this game, where it's more like, ah, this is the one where you didn't die. Good job. Oh. And it's just like, well, well, what about this and this? Oh, we're never actually gonna mention those again. I saw. Uh, yeah, I saw people kind of disappointed by the true ending, and I kind of agree.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Like imagine being one of
1: those poor saps that put in all the time. Oh geez. To do it. Uh... Uh, yeah, I think you'd get the true ending before trying to do all 24, because like, the game doesn't really encourage you to do that at all.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: It's just like, okay, you got the four. Let's go to the true ending now. Mm. So it's a neat game with some neat ideas, but like I wouldn't give it a super like enthusiastic recommendation. But for a game with that title, it was a pleasant surprise. That's cool. Yeah, it definitely like,
0: sounds like a little more than just like the 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 very nondescript title would would lead yeah, you definitely. to believe at least
1: yeah it's like it's so rare for me to get something from either PlayStation Plus or like a bundle and go into it knowing absolutely nothing and actually enjoying it enough to finish mhm cuz like most of the time it's like you you hear about a game before you play it usually, usually and you're like yeah this this seems like something i'm interested in yeah and cool then, so this was a cool surprise even though it has a scale badges.
3: from so is it like we're on the SWRJST scale.
1: Yeah, I'd say so.
3: Cool. That's still nice, I think.
1: Yeah. Cool. Polly! Yo.
0: So I played a game that's got like multiple endings, and it like <laughs> basically everything you said. Only it's got like a distinct title. Uh, I did. Yeah. A, I did. A, I did some replaying of Dragon Guard Three, which. I believe basically everybody on this podcast by now has kind of derived that, like, you know, like, women covered in blood is kind of our thing. <laughs> and that's kind of basically, like, you know, that's Drake and Guard 3 in a nutshell, along with, you know, great... Just a completely unlikable cast of characters that are awesome because they're completely unlikable and just detestable. Oh, um, goodness. And it's got like basically all of the problems that you know that 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 stories the the, the Path of Destinies has. So I just kind of like went back to kind of look <laughs> at this game uh, because I played it through originally, and I got like the A branch ending, which was uh, it's it's not a very satisfying ending, but it is an ending. Mm-hmm. Um, and where that game kind of opens up is that, like, once you get the A ending, then you can do the B and C branches, and then you've got the D branch, which we'll talk about in a bit. But, uh, I kind of like basically, um, you know, I'm pretty hyped for Nier Automata, so I was just kind of mm-hmm. like, you know, revisiting those games a bit. I kind of like played a bit of Nier as well again, uh, but you know, neither here nor there, N- neither here, neither there. <laughs>
2: oh. There
0: you go, there you go. Um, and uh, the reason I'm choosing to talk about this over, you know, replaying bits of Nier is because I think that near is a much slower burn, and you're not going to get as much as accomplished, and there's not an immediate sense of uh, gratification as there is when you throw on something very brain dead and straightforward and stupid like Dragon Guard Three, which is literally mm. just hammer the square button and make people turn to mush. With a fantastic four frames a second uh, oh, performance, great. oh my god! This game's performance is so bad, <laughs> and you, you don't have the option of installing it to like to to maybe help that out or ease up the load times a bit either like it's got some horrendous two minute load times where you can like do missions and fail in literally like 30 seconds and like oh well, let's load that same mission you were just in and spend two minutes doing it this game is a glorious train wreck okay uh but there's some parts of it that are still i think really admirable i think it's cast of characters is still just like Again, those detestable, cynical, like, there is nothing good about anybody in this game at all. They're all just so terrible. Except maybe maybe your dragon, because your dragon is a sweetie pie. Oh, your dragon
3: is so good.
0: Even though he's a sweetie pie, he's still murdering people by the thousands because Zero is just telling him to fucking do it.
1: That's what dragons do, man. <laughs> he wants to be
0: diplomatic, though. He's like, you know, we don't have to kill your sisters. Oh, we does, could we could talk the, to them, right?
1: Oh, the, yeah. the dra- oh, see, I thought it was just, like, an animal, not, like, a talking dragon. No, oh, he's a talking he's dragon. A talking dragon with a high-pitched voice. Oh, so he knows he's murdering... Okay. Yeah, he's oh, very yeah, aware
0: that. that he's, you know, murdering people just by the scores here. But it's just, well, that's kind of what she's telling me to do, I guess. Um... <laughs> Uh, so I went back to kind of, like, like, kind of look at, like, the B and C branches to kind of do more of that stuff. And it was just like, okay, like, we're getting more of the story. Because you get a kind of glimpse at the end of A branch that there's probably more going on here than, like, you know, there's probably more to Zero than her just kind of being a sex-crazed, callous bitch. I mean, uh-huh. there's there's probably not a lot more than that. Because she kind of sums it up. Like, it's like, you know, somebody asked her why she never uses her dragon's name, and she's just like, because I'm a jerk. <laughs> she, she very much owns her bitchiness in a way that I don't think uh, a lot of leading ladies do. Uh, like, And, of course, you know, those... those the, way all... she
3: kills, the way she kills four. Oh, it's so Violet. good! It's, it's so, so good! good.
0: <laughs> <laughs> she fakes out, like, you know, those typical tropes of when a character who's supposedly evil has that moment where they wake up and oh god what am I doing what have I done? Dear sister, I'm so sorry for the terrible things that I've done. And like four rushes down and just gives her a big hug. It's, it's okay. We're going to work this all. Oh, no, you just got stabbed in the gut. It's <laughs> yeah. just like you stupid fucking bitch. Did you really think <laughs> I had a split fucking personality? How fucking predictable That's like do a you think video. I am?
3: As she's, like, stabbing
1: again. Yeah, as she's
0: just stabbing and slicing her poor oh. little sister to bits. She's just berating her for being an idiot for even thinking to trust her. Um,
3: <laughs> <And> the... <laughs> it's just, it's, oh my god, and it's so funny because she spends the entire, like, chapter five, chap- f- sister five chapter, like, berating her for being a slut. Yeah. And then spends the entire chapter four, Sister Four chapter, berating her for being a sex. virgin. <laughs> it's just so good. No pleasing zero.
0: There isn't, and that's why I think she's just such a great character. Because mm-hmm. she just gives. Like, I think that that's kind of Guard's thing in a whole, as a whole, and what I kind of like about it is that it's a game that gives no fucks in, like every respect like I we don't really give a fuck that our game is kind of crappy Mm -hmm. we don't care that its performance is like like on par with some like I'm talking like four to five frames per second for moments of time and there are times Mm -hmm. when the game will just straight up stop and like like there's no loading zone or anything it's just the game just chugs and it stops entirely for two or three seconds and you're not even sure why like, it is a game that does not give any fuck uh, at any level. Um, but when you do, like, endings, branches 2 and 3, you start kind of getting more into the conflict of why she's going against her sisters and the way that she's going about it. Um, and I'm not saying that it's justifying her in any way, um, mm-hmm. but you gain a better understanding of Zero as a character through those endings. So I thought, okay, you know what, let's... I know that, like, the final boss of this game is very notorious for being something that is very, very awful. And many, many people mm-hmm. hate it a lot. Uh, because mm-hmm. it is a, uh, um, it's a rhythm game. Like, it is a game, like, this is this is Yoko Taro just being completely crazy. Like, this is an entire game where all you do is press the, the square button to slash things in half the entire game. That is all you do. So it's just like this massive blood gore fest action fighting game, and then it turns into a rhythm game at the end, where you can't for the final boss for the final boss, and you're not allowed to miss one single prompt. What? This oh. is an eight and a half minute sequence. <laughs> So you can't miss once in an eight and a half minute sequence in a sequence that can take two to you know, two minutes to load and it doesn't even start pro- like you don't start right at the minigame it still has to go through like 30 seconds 45 seconds of setup before you start playing again. The last 30 seconds is like the game still throwing rhythm prompts at you Well, they're not even prompts at this point because you do start this fight off with with uh visual cues on how to time things and then like the camera just starts moving around and zooming out and zooming around everything else that's happening so you can't actually see the prompts anymore the last 30 seconds is the game fading out and you losing all of your visuals and the song slowing down so you have to keep <laughs> track you have to keep track of the rhythm that is slowing down and by the time that it gets down to the final note which is delayed like eight seconds. So it's like it hits pitch black, and then there's like a note, and then you have to, you know, it's it's like, you know, it's very rhythm heaven where it's like, you know, you do the back and forth thing where it's like one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, you know, you just follow it up on the next measure. By mm-hmm. the time you get to that point of the song, the measures are are counted so slow that like missing that final prompt can fuck you completely out of an eight fucking minute sequence that's how fucked up that final boss is that said i said to myself i'm gonna do it i'm gonna go for it (laughs) knowing the torture that i could be putting myself through by doing so I said to myself, I'm going to go for I recommend watching sometime the final sequence of this game to see how nutty it gets because it's real stupid. So I said to myself, I'm going to do that. And then I said to myself very quickly after looking up what I had to do that, to do to do that, I said I'm not going to do that. <laughs> So this game expects you to find every single weapon in the game which there are 50 of them and they're scattered across having to buy them and having to find them in chests throughout all of the missions which finding them in chests and missions is not hard because every mission is literally just like a straight line uh, or with like a very few curves here and there in your path, so it's not hard to find all of the chests in the game at all. They're not very well hidden. Um, the problem is the upgrading and buying part. Um, the weapons start to become ridiculously expensive in the shop that you have to buy, on top of exponential costs it takes in terms of having to buy the materials to upgrade, because the game does not let you just find all of the materials you need uh, to, to, to make all of the requisite upgrades. So you're going to have to buy a lot of them, and they skyrocket in cost quite a bit. Uh, And the game is real bad about handing out money because you have to grind out really shitty side quests to do it. (laughs) And um, this game also had, like, a really shitty DLC problem when it launched, uh, as in they're, like... Uh, there are like five prequel, um, standalone story arcs that kind of like let you play as each of the five intoners, uh, to kind of get more info on their backstory and stuff. And the only way to like feasibly do this and not like bang your head against a wall or try to find a way to exploit the system with the way the side quests work, Mm -hmm. um, which like every three side quests you do, you open a payday for that region, and then like that payday is like where you're going to get a lot of your money because they throw a big enemy at you where you beat it up and money just literally falls out of it. And then if you kill that enemy, golden soldiers spawn. And when you defeat those, you keep adding multipliers. So there's a feasible system here if you can make it work. But it looks like you have to have already put in a lot of effort to make these things work because they require just a shitload of upgrading to really exploit. Uh, So the DLC missions, oh, like, here are chests that have, like, two to five hundred thousand fucking gold in them because, hey, this game has a scummy DLC system in place that's pretty mm. awful so i decided i'm not gonna pursue branch d mm. in Drake and Draken guard 3 after all and i'm i'm okay having just watched the fucking true ending on youtube and it's pretty good oh. I, I think that it does a good job of wrapping everything up it's just like the fact that it's gated behind this mountain of bullshit it, it either speaks yeah. to yoko taro's genius or utter insanity
3: I mean that's that's the thing is that it's a it's very obviously like deliberately a
1: middle finger. Yes, it it, very much so. You're
3: so you either appreciate that or you don't, and I'm kind of I'm kind of into it. Like I like it from
0: uh, you like I think it's ballsy to have fucking done that. Like it's just real fucking wow. You really just wanted to stick it to every. Like I said, it is a game that ain't give no fucks at all. It's. It's
3: very Beginner's Guide.
0: Yes. <laughs> yeah, it does not give it any fun. The only funks.
3: way is to guess the combination. Yeah. <laughs> this more actually impossible.
0: Yeah, the only combination is nine more DLCs. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Can't you just buy... Aren't the trof, some of the trophies in um, near Automata just you pay money to get the trophy? I think so. There are a couple of That's them that are... really fun. Funny. It, there are some that's of them that are good.
0: There are some of them that are pretty clever. But then I think that there is one for literally just buying a piece of DLC, and I think that's, that's the achievement cool. is you bought DLC.
3: Oh, that's funny.
0: Oh, that's so good. But near near Automata seems to have kind of sidestepped a lot of the problems that kind of plagued near. Uh, which I, I'd like again Near is not a bad game don't get me wrong at all like that game's definitely worth playing um but yeah this kind of seems to have be di- like like Near Automata seems to be doing what Dragon Guard 3 couldn't and what you know like Near kind of didn't go all in on mhm so like yeah, um I'm not going after this, the 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 stuff in taking card 3 anymore, but definitely go watch God, no. go watch that <laughs> go watch that final fucking 8-minute segment and look at what they expect you to do without one single dropped input. It's insane. God, like so how funny. like
3: wow.
2: God, that's so funny.
3: It really is. It really is fucking <laughs> hilarious. Yeah. It's a big fucking middle Like, we complain a lot about games being kind of patronizing or, like, going out of the way to be like, oh, let's have the perfectly nice, tailored experience for the player. Let's make the player feel good. Let's turn those synapses, make them sparkle. Yeah, like, this Uh, is very much not that. Fuck that. Fuck you. Fuck everyone. (laughs) This game, like.
0: Like, everything about this game is nihilism on a whole new level. It's just like, I don't really give a fuck if you enjoy me. Whatever, dog.
3: God, that's funny. Really? Yeah. I, I mentioned. I I think before the podcast, I mentioned. Um, Dragon Guard One. What I'd heard of that game, um, was that the endings got progressively more um silly. Demanding, Yeah. Uh, unlocked, and demanding, and then also more silly, and eventually, like the the final true ending is just kind of a joke. Yeah. Is that? What, yeah. I think that might be uh the one you're thinking of. Blah, blah. Yeah, like, that's what I said. That's what I meant. Was Dragon yeah. Guard One not Three? Yeah. So I think that's. It seems like that spirit has been with these yo tar games from the beginning. Yeah. And then he, that thing that was like, "Don't, I'm in charge of the scenario for this one, so don't expect very much. <laughs> yeah, I was in
0: charge of the scenario. It's poop. Don't expect much. Those are his literal words, too. It's poop.
2: Oh, that's good.
0: Yeah. He is a, he's a unique man.
3: Yeah, What's, what the fuck isn't there to love?
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm my so, God. I'm so into it. Yeah, yeah, like, I love exactly everything that Guard 3 wants me to do, but I'm not gonna do it.
3: <laughs> yeah, you don't have to fucking I don't it. have
0: to do it. I don't it have to do it. Yeah, you. it sounds like just painstaking misery. Like, why would you want to do that? Just grind out these 30 to 50 second side missions that are, like they're not fulfilling it's just shitty and then like going into menus to upgrade weapons all oh, it's uh only to get only for your reward to be this intense ridiculously frustrating final segment
3: oh that's funny it's so good yeah it's sort of a under it's also a little bit of that undertale like making you grind yeah to do to yeah. get the and to fight Mostly just completely pisses the enemies, except for the hand, the two bosses that are really hard, and they're just incredibly obnoxious. So yeah, so it's yeah. that's real good. So good, good. good shit. Okotaro,
0: a man ahead of his time. Yep, good shit, good, good socks shit. Yeah, <laughs> I think. yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So that's Dragon Guard three. John,
3: what else have you been up to? Well, you were talking about the ending to. Dragon guard three and or dragon guard three or dragon guard three or droken guard three, um, droken guard, guard three, droken guard three, droken guard three. Yeah, droken guard three. Um. Just being like that—that eight-minute endurance round that's just miserable at a deliberate fuck you. I
0: think Ashley is the only person I know to have actually accomplished this. By the way, like she grinded <laughs> out everything and did finish the actual fucking eight minute 30 second segment
3: <laughs> don't know if that I don't know that's amazing good honor
0: yeah, yeah.
3: good for uh, her good for you that's my reaction yeah <laughs> it made me think of the climax of Echo the Dolphin which is like seven minutes long and utterly miserable and grinding yeah and it's just that auto scroll welcome to the machine level and then you get to the final boss and it's really hard yeah and they take away your regenerating health for some reason because because fuck you that's why just no no reason like whatever <laughs> i think in the japanese version you keep it and it doesn't do this other thing where if you die on the final boss even though every single other level in the game doesn't do die, this <laughs> you restart at the beginning of the level if you die there you restart at the beginning of the previous level so you have to do the whole 7 the minute the big auto 7 minute right. auto scroller again fantastic yeah. stuff yeah, I did that. Um like 4 years ago I streamed most of you it. You streamed most of it, yeah. I got to I got to the got through the level. Um and then in the next day I managed to do the whole thing in one go without save states, um where I beat the final boss and the level at one. Um and it really inspired me somehow. Yeah. M- I hmm.
0: can't quite put my finger on how.
3: Yeah. So I started working on a game based off of it, mm-hmm. uh, which I've been doing it on and off for, like, four years. For, uh, for, like, my whole life was starting and not finishing games. <laughs> um, and then I stopped, and then, like, two years later, I made a game, and then I made a bunch of other games. Yep. So, like, two and a half years ago, I started a new game based on the climax Back of the Dolphin in earnest, and I basically have finished it. Yes, you have. And it's pretty... Fucking good! It's pretty, actually, it's I'm all, pretty pleased. It's all right. It's all right. It's all right. <laughs> I passed it. I passed it to you two, actually. Yeah, yeah. And yeah.
0: um, I'm refraining Chris. from saying too much because I will oh. probably, I'll probably, you know, say more after the game's finished and.
3: Yeah.
0: Feels more appropriate rather than for us to gush about a thing
3: that that I played that like nobody's you gonna. You can't
1: have... play it yet. <laughs> yeah. I'm
3: probably gonna put a little preview set together and do another little countdown since that was very fun. Yes um her lullaby um so i i we can follow up the super dense um hour and a half visual novel with the really dense twelve minute action game mm-hmm. with no words, <laughs> <laughs> so getting kind of the breadth of experiences in there, i think well yeah. really it's only
1: twelve minutes if you don't die yeah cough cough <laughs> i can't I can't do that yet
3: mm-hmm. oh i'm gonna i want one of the remaining features I want to add and lend a little code cheat code Mm -hmm. that you can plug in at the start that just turns off checkpoints
1: nice oh great yeah oh the code should be safety net (laughs) that's
3: so good
1: (laughs) safety net off
3: (laughs) yeah that's so Um, good yeah and then I'll release it maybe at because he follows me on twitter Mm -hmm. be like hey this is cool um I'm very very pleased with it. I really like making games and this made me feel good. Well, I would hope so. It's been so long in production
0: like cool. I don't see how like you had But again, but then again, like there's got to be like a lot of
3: weirdness that
0: goes along with that.
3: Yeah, it feels weird. I almost felt like I felt really sad the other day. I think after you after um yeah, after the three of y'all played it, I felt really sad and weird. It was strange. <laughs>
0: Well, it's like you put so much of yourself into something, and you've kind of always got that thing to fall back on to like work with. And now suddenly, it's like not a virgin experience anymore.
3: Yeah, exactly. It belongs to other people too now. Yep. So it's fucking mine now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and everyone and y'all beat it in in like twenty five minutes. Mm-hmm. Like everyone. Beat it in less in less than like twenty five minutes. To so have I was like, four oh. years summed up in twenty five yeah.
0: minutes, boy oh
3: boy, <laughs> that's gotta feel fantastic. <laughs> so I was like, that's probably actually just where it needs to be. But also, I was surprised because I was terrified that it was gonna be way 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 too hard. No. And it totally wasn't. Um, maybe I should punch it up a little bit.
1: Yeah, hard bone. Having,
3: just that. No, nah, just make it way harder. Um, that'll be fine, right? No, probably not probably okay probably not it's probably okay it's probably okay Uh, where you're at yeah that was very much a joke (laughs) um yeah weird thing weird to have that basically done i spent um a shit ton of time working on a different game project oh did you yeah um i did the whole everything where it stops being um everything after the uh, the corridor to the final boss and the final boss were mm-hmm. the last um, month. And then everything before that was basically done before um, November, I think. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, so what I've, I've actually spent a bunch of time over the last couple weeks not working on that, and it said um, playing around with ZZT. Oh. So what, so what is
1: this thing? Yes, what okay. is
3: ZZT? This confused me because I figured, I thought I kind of, thought everyone knew about it but that was inaccurate no yeah all right it's an epic mega games dos game by tim sweeney from like 1992 like all right that's one thing right there right Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's an anthology game where there's four different games built into it Mm -hmm. one of them's called town of zzt another one is called cave of zzt now the city of there's a pattern there yeah there's a logical progression the first game was called Town of ZCT. It was released to Shareware. If you paid some money um, and sent it in over the mail, you would get the other three and, and would be able to play all four ZCT games. Make sense? Makes sense. Yeah. It is a DOS game where you are a smiley face on a grid. You walk around worlds that are made of tiles. All the tiles are ASCII graphics mm. made out of eight colors. Mm. Um, there's no scrolling. When you move from one screen to another, it jumps statically like in Fugitive or Hunters. Right. Um, there's a handful of enemies that populate the game. There's tigers and band- and ruffians and centipedes and a handful of items like transporters and keys and doors. Um, these are items that are just kind of built into the structure of ZZT and built into the code of ZZT. Mm-hmm. Um, you can shoot, but it's very clunky because you're on a grid and it's like... Doing an act—it's not turn-based. It like enemies move when you're not moving, Mm. Um, but also because of the grid, it's very. There's a lot of um, emphasis on block puzzles. Yeah, I would imagine. So that's what Zzt is. That is the experience of it. I I haven't finished any of the four episodes, but they're they're cute. Um. So what makes it interesting is that it was packaged with a very robust level editor. Hmm the CCT like, maker yes <laughs> so the game itself is just pretty is pretty okay it's kind of interesting it's very expressive like mm. there's a bunch of they're very they feel very personal like one of the endings has a, like a personal message from one of the developers and stuff like that um, oh and there's text boxes yeah um, you can t- you can run into objects and have text boxes appear so that's kind of a big thing, differentiating it from something like Puzzle Script, which is much less text-focused. So you get a lot of storytelling and ZZT stuff. Mm-hmm. All right, so that makes, so all of those games that came with the game, you can build in the editor. You can even press E on the title screen and look at them in the editor. That's a
0: good idea.
3: Yeah. So it's not like a Mario Maker-type deal where you have a limited-level editor you can make everything in ZZT with the editor that came with ZZT. You've got the full breadth of
0: like everything you would need to recreate everything.
3: You have access to every creature, every item, and every bit of terrain in the game in the editor. And that's pretty cool on its own, right? Absolutely. Uh, here's where it also just kind of gets blowed wide open. Mm-hmm. You can create objects in ZZT. Oh, okay. These can be any color and any character. They have to be solid in that the player character cannot walk through them. Mm -hmm. Um, They run off of a built-in programming language called ZZT-OOP, Object Oriented Programming. Mm. Um, With a full programming language specific to ZZT with um, labels and go-tos and if statements and control logic and you can create objects, move them around, change objects, change other, interact with other objects. Um, it's very sophisticated, and you can program very sophisticated behaviors with objects. So, it's basically like an okay game packaged with the best level editor ever, or at least the most complete. In that sense, that yeah, yeah in the sense that it is the most robust level editor ever for making full games like everything like it's more robust than many tools made to be full game making tools basically right, right. it could is you... it's a game making tool mm. um so specific could you do... kinds
1: of games, but yeah could you like do ai in the object stuff yes
3: cool you can make enemies that do have specific behaviors that move in specific ways. Basically, a lot of what you can do in RPG Maker is present in ZZT, um, just with the different graphics and the not the turn-based combat, uh, much more limited variables and whatnot. Like I think you have access to ten event flags. Oh wow! Where you can, where you can set global flags that are res that. Um worked out the game. Sub figured out a lot of shortcuts so you can actually squeeze like many, many more flags into those flags using like binary logic and whatnot. Oh shit. Um that's so This game had a huge community around it mm-hmm. in nineteen nineties internet.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: The BBSs yeah. and the what's that other one? SRC IRC. IRC. Yeah were um, a shit ton of people were making ZZT games and distributing them. Many of them much more interesting than the base ZZT game. And most of them porn. And lots of them porn, probably, yeah. Wait, really? I don't know. Okay. Um, so I know about this because I read um, Anna Anthropy's book on it for Boss Fight Books. Mm-hmm. Um, I reread that recently, um, this week, and really, really, or weeks ago, really, really enjoyed it. Um and it got me into, and this time I was like, alright, I'm gonna actually poke around and figure this out for myself. Um and I played a couple of games that were really charming. Um and I started getting ideas. And then I poked around in the editor. And it's pretty miserable to make games in ZZD because you have to do it in DOS box with just the keyboard, there's no mouse. Oh you have to- god. <laughs> you gotta draw all these tiles by hand. Um and the colors are so limited. It's so... Like, you can't really do much with just eight colors that looks good, right? Not a whole lot. Are we talking, eight, like, eight primary colors? So those are, like, the can... only colors
0: available, not, like, eight... And then eight, white and black. And not, like, eight colors per object.
3: No. Okay. You don't get... Really? Well, in the base game, as it was originally, yes. Um, but then another... Um, a lady named Alexis Jansen, I think, released, in addition to some of the most biggest, kind of best ZZT games, um, released a um, thing called ZZT Toolkit, mm-hmm. um, which, where she just hacked together a bunch of tiles uh, with a bunch of different gradient colors that fully took advantage of the 256 shades oh, okay. in computers at the time. And all you have to do is just copy those big boards, which are basically just big old palettes, um, into your game, and then you can copy those tiles into your game and use them freely. It's actually very simple. That's that's so good. So I've been making so I've been working on my games with a much vi- wider color palette than was originally available in ZZT. Mm-hmm. Um and pretty much everyone did after a certain after a couple years. That's was the standard. Mm. Um so all my screenshots have made use of this standard cool kit by Alexis Jansen. Um, nice. I think she works for Wizards of the Coast now, so cool. Um, so I had an old idea, and I have been putting together a little game in ZZT that I'm pretty enjoying so far. There's a block-pushing puzzle that I finished, and a couple little combat rooms. Mm-hmm. Um, some writing that I'm proud of, and I'm excited to see where it goes.
0: John's erotic adventure.
3: Oh, definitely. I'm pretty sure everything from here on out has to be at least a little bit horny. Probably. Yeah. Like, Kikai is like the death. King (laughs) Game is going to be the death of non-horny John, and that's just going to be like, goodbye, and send it off into the sunset, and set it on fire with an arrow, and then (laughs) everything else is going to be fairies getting eaten by spiders, and moving forward. I'm this pretty...
1: New... Yeah. So your CCT game is actually Ants a Hate Story. <laughs> Ants uh, in a log, a hate
3: story. <laughs> so I'm pretty pleased. Um it's cool seeing a project coming together in such a weird ancient form. Um there's a link, um Anna Anthony posted one of her games in that um where you can play it in a DOS box that was integrated online, mm-hmm. uh, and she put in a bunch of extra more ZZT, other ZZT games in it where you can load up, so um maybe I can link that to y'all if you wanted to, if you were interested in taking a look at, the, at this history. Um, it's, it's
0: something that I would look at like, later, because like, in terms of development, like, I've just gotta get back on the Poly Dungeon after this. So I feel yeah. Add it Like, yeah, trying I, to learn something as archaic as ZZT, it's not on the menu. I got Flash Four to work with.
3: <laughs> That's not that much less archaic, like seven years later or something. I, I don't know, like 1999. I can't remember. I think it's um,
1: 99, maybe. But I mean, I made hunters with Flash Four, so <laughs> <laughs> well, it's kind so, of a robust editor.
3: It is, yeah. It's really a cool thing. Just like ZZT is a really cool thing, so. I'm excited to uh, make a game in that and then also release another big game and game, game, game. Game, game, game. Game, game. Making art is cool. Red, are you going to make g- games anymore? Or are you done? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> you exhausted your stories. Nothing more to say. Hunters
1: was exhausting, for sure.
3: <laughs> well, it was it's... definitely
1: a, I, I, I can't go bigger than this ever again, basically. Yeah. Once you go the John route.
0: You pick up where old John is dying with like Oh, just make a bunch of black and white Game Boy ma- games. Make a bunch of black and white Game Boy games that are two minutes long apiece. Boom. <laughs> Done. There's your new forte. It's Everybody great... everybody's always stealing your shit. It's time for I'll you steal to steal it. his Don't. shit.
3: <laughs> I've already got an idea for a game that starts off as a black and white Dreary schmup and then explodes into color and gay. I'm pretty excited about it. <laughs> Life is good. Let's make lots of games. Let's make a I wanna make a I wanna take a look at Pico eight and I wanna finish a thing in RPG Maker and I wanna look at um a lot of shit. Wait, what is, is Pico eight? Yeah. Oh god. It's the <laughs> Um it's a <laughs> weird like it's recent. It's a recent game making tool. Where I think everything is designed to be fit into like a one hundred and twenty-eight by one hundred and twenty-eight screen or like yeah. two fifty six by two fifty six or something. Okay. And and that's both games and the editor. Yeah, it's uh,
0: basically like a custom console, essentially.
3: Yes. It's meant to be like uh, Excuse me, I'm just full of burps. Um, <laughs> it's meant to be like a little weird tiny console that you can program games in. Mm-hmm. And it's for for
1: it's, some reason, when he said Pico, I thought of like the Sega Pico. I'm like, no, he's programmed for that now. <laughs> <laughs> Me and John uh, are gonna make an NES game at some
3: point. Yeah. Definitely. Just redo, just redo Kikayam in Game Boy Assembly. There you go. That's all you gotta do. Easy peasy. Yeah. Easy peasy. It's not like that wasn't really fucking hard to program anyway. <laughs> Bad. All right, no more tech challenging things for a while
1: rat uh so i played little big planet 3 <laughs> oh, oh which was a game boy. i wasn't going to mention and i'll be just be quick with this but it just reminded me of it because john mentioned how zzt was entirely built with its editor like the four yeah? games it comes with yeah and little big planet 3 is like this whole game was made with the editor mm-hmm. and i thought that was kind of funny and crazy uh-huh but like that game is not very good. No, like nothing about so the platform. None them are. No, like so that's the thing about Little B- Big Planet three though. That's so frustrating. Is because the physics in those games are bad. Like Sackboy controls like shit. Like Absolutely. everybody says that. So in Little Big Planet three, they're like, okay, what if we introduce new playable characters mm-hmm.
2: And- mm-hmm. to
1: kind of get around the fact that the main character controls like shit like you still got to keep them around because that will break compatibility with all the other like the stuff people have made over the years for the other games which i think can all be played in this one which is neat but then because of the compatibility they also had to keep it at 30 frames a second which is bad yeah but in the main storyline they hype up these other three playable characters as like these three legendary gods that like save the day once or something it's like blah 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 and then you get them, and you literally play them for one level, a boss fight, and then you're back to Sackboy. boy. And I'm just like,
2: oh. Oh. boy, it just
1: uh, it just uh, sacks the whole experience, huh? Huh? <laughs> 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 it's so frustrating because like one of them moves a lot faster, much tighter jumps, and he can wall jump and he's fun to use, and then oh, oh, back to Sackboy, okay. You know, like when you get to play oh. as a
0: character, the narrator comes up, this is what it would be like if Little Big Planet was fun to play. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, now
1: back off you go to yeah. Sackboy Land. Yeah. So there's like a moment in that middle of the game where like the level design is real neat and it kind of started to remind me of uh Kirby this The cotton one. <laughs> Kirby the cotton one, that's what it's called. Yeah, on the Wii. Yeah, the go- K- Kirby's the Epic cotton Yarn, one. that's it.
0: No, it's Kirby the cotton one. I like that one way better now.
1: <laughs> Kirby I was like, the cotton one. I just want to call it that from now on. Cotton Kirby.
0: No, Kirby... C- Kirby, colon, the cotton one.
1: I thought you hated co- colon titles.
0: No, I don't hate colon titles. Oh. I hate blank of blank titles. The cotton of Kirby. Fuck off. <laughs> Just fuck the fuck! I'm a, I almost kicked you, I almost kicked you from this call. Colon a tale of cotton. Colon a tale of asses.
1: What are we doing
0: anymore? So, hosting <laughs> a very mature,
1: yeah,
0: very well put together podcast <laughs> that never
1: deviates from a topic. No. So yeah, Little Big Planet 3 was like, I finished the single player and then I did a little bit of user levels and, like, eh, it's okay. Like, I found this one awesome user level that, like, just turned it into a sprite based game. Oh. And, and like, had, had custom music and graphics and, like, an intro and magic spells. Took him eight years to make that through Little Big Planet 1, 2, and 3. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> but the main character still jumped like Zach. Oh Boy. no, nobody Even wants that.
3: I know. I'm like, why? God.
1: Of all the things you could make, is that really unalterable? Like, yeah. Like, can you not? That the character... That's so crazy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I did some digging into the backlog trying to like, Oh, what do I play now? Cause I finished up stories, the path of destinies, the best title ever. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I went back to Zombie for about an hour.
0: What's Zombie? Oh, the, it started as zombie, zombie U. U but... Zombie U,
1: okay. Yeah, so I have the PS4 version, which is just called Zombie. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> I... So like... <laughs> Sorry, continue. <laughs> you got a good laugh out of that one. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> unjustifiably so, I yeah. might add. All right. Zombie, you played Zombie. And I think I'm done with that game. I played... Like, I put it down for like a year, literally, and was like, "I'm gonna get back to that sometime. I'm gonna get back to that sometime." And I think the problem with that game is that you want it to be this exploration-based kind of survival game, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and then it's actually structured like a single-player FPS where it's just characters telling you where to go on the radio the whole time.
0: Okay, I'm glad I didn't get that
1: game then because that's not what I wanted from that game at all i just kind of realized like that's that's really what this is huh and it's weird because like last time i had played it i had died to like the scripted sequence where a whole mush is zom- russia zombies descended upon me and i died and then when i went back they just weren't there anymore so skip that event and then go to where i was going to and then oh no the radio's breaking up i won't be able to communicate with you anymore And then i meet the spooky scientist npc who's like oh go upstairs i have a mission for you and i'm like this game is really uh, just NPCs telling you where to go the whole time, isn't it? That's way yeah. less exciting than the idea yeah. of Zombie U. Definitely. And then there's the whole fact that there's literally one melee weapon in the whole game. Oh, and really? Has, like, yeah, just the mallet? It's only the cricket bat is oh, the only melee weapon. There's guns, but they suck. And, like, well, yeah. Have and
0: we use Killer app. Yeah, man, people really hyped that game in a way that made we it did. made it sound I mean, like the thing there, that I thought I it just, was.
1: Yeah, but like, yeah, the melee weapon is so hilarious too when it's just like you have this one overhead swing and people are like, oh, it's like Dark Souls. It's like we Dark have Souls. To really know the timing, and I'm like, no, it's not that bonk hard to bonk. No, the timing bonk, and I'm like hitting this. Like, one yeah, if you like want pretty, per- if you want good
0: first person, if you want good simple, if you want good first person melee, you play like the Chronicles of Riddick game, or you play like Condemned: Criminal Origins. Those games have really solid
1: first person melee, but they're kind of structured experiences too. So,
2: mm-hmm.
1: I mean, again, I don't hate single player games or linear games by any means no but like, that's not it but like it just seemed like a bad fit for for what U. this
0: game's kind of entire yeah. idea is it definitely seems yeah. like it would lend itself to a more open
1: idea yeah definitely so I bounced off that and I was just kind of bummed and then I went back briefly to Assassin's Creed Rogue mm. which I'd started and played about an hour of like a year ago as well and then it's just like man you sure did make Assassin's Creed Black Flag again, huh? Like, ah. it's just a different development team taking that engine and just making a new game with it. Because mm-hmm. So people that have played, like, all the Assassin's Creed games actually seem to really like this one because it's a subversion of the formula where at some point in the story, like, your character actually betrays the assassins <gasps> and joins the Templars. <gasps> but, like, that does actually lead to some new gameplay stuff where, like, you can use your... Like, assassin vision to see other assassins hiding and wait for you, and then, uh-huh. like, get get the jump on them. Like, that's a cool doing. idea. Yeah. yeah. So, like, you'll see them hiding in the bush, and you're like, nuh uh, and you just shoot them. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, getting to that point might take a while, and I'm just kind of like, yeah. yeah. I-, I just played Far Cry 4. I don't know if I can do another Ubi World so yeah. quickly afterwards. Yeah. So basically I bounced off a bunch of stuff for a few mm-hmm. days and then that'll segue into my next game. But so Polly, what else have you been up to? Well, not a whole hell
0: of a lot else, Rhett, Because oh, I dear. worked I worked a whole bunch and I was tired. Mm-hmm. And it was like and I just kept bouncing off of games too. It was just like, ah, eh, there's like nothing that really stuck or nothing <laughs> I really wanted to dedicate myself to. And the only game I'm really looking forward to right now is Nier Automata and I don't have that yet. So it was just kind of like, "Yeah, I could mm-hmm. just get a Hong Kong PlayStation 4 account and <laughs> pay 55 dollars for it instead of importing it for like 90 dollars."
2: Oh.
0: Um but like, since I kept bouncing off of games, I decided that's not where I wanted to go. So uh, hey, do you guys know that those, those adorable, lovable little scamps the McElroy Brothers did a TV show for CISO?
1: It was so good. Wasn't it though? I bet Rhett didn't watch it. I didn't sign up for the free trial yet Mm. because I'm lazy. Wow. Is that still going? Yeah, I think so. I hope so.
0: It's like three. Nine, you, you're not willing to pay three ninety nine for six episodes, even if oh. it is for, for like, Okay, even okay. If you can't.
1: I'll be totally honest. I did not actually look at the prices. Mm-hmm. I did not realize it was going to be. Yeah, United, it's like three ninety nine It's just three ninety nine a month. I just assume like monthly subscriptions are always going to be like fifteen bucks or something. Oh, well, that's, that's, right. that's Yeah, that's that's understandable. Yeah, like a CISO...
0: so. A subscription even if you have to pay for it like i let my uh, free trial lapse and i just went ahead and mm-hmm. paid him three dollars uh 99 cents anyway because like you know i got my money's okay. worth out of it and i feel you know you want to support something like yeah. that there so um but yeah like my brother my brother and me is a tv show now on CISO uh exclusively it's six episodes that are kind of like they, they they kind of take the base idea of their podcast of like you know it's an uh, you know it's it's an advice show for the modern era, uh, where <laughs> they get a question, um, and they, they for, for each episode they take one question uh, from somebody and then they build the entire episode around solving that by traipsing around their old stomping grounds in huntington west virginia and and generally kind of just showing off a really weird part of the country that's just kind of it's kind of weird because like i was in and out of that area a lot like growing up Uh so i kind of like recognize every place they've been except the mayor's office they got (laughs) got to hang out with the mayor so that's pretty cool um, But it's just kind of like You take the basic idea of Like I want to get a pet tarantula And my wife says no Help me brothers So they tackle it in kind of like The very typical ways you'd expect them to Of like well okay Let's have a parade In downtown Huntington <laughs> For tarantulas And and it's so funny because like they have these Bits with the mayor uh, Of uh, Huntington Where um Like, they'll usually go in and ask if they can do something around town, and, like, he's definitely, you know, kind of in on it. Yeah. Uh, And he's just like, no, you you cannot have a parade for tarantulas. You can't shut down a, a major street in Huntington to to do this uh, and then they just go do it and it's just like the, the conceit is that they're not getting permission to do it and it's still yeah. funny even though some parts like there's definitely a lot of it that isn't scripted because there's uh-huh. still a lot of that genuine my brother my brother and me like we just died laughing at our own stupid joke in there like particularly justin dearly killing himself every episode by just laughing way too hard at things. And
2: it's <laughs> the and like, I, seriously, yeah. the man's
0: got the most infectious laugh ever, which just make things even funnier. But, um, like, it's real good! Like, I think that, like, even if you're not familiar with the My Brother, My Brother and Me brand of humor, that you can still watch this, and it's still, like, I would definitely see this on network television, because I think that it's still, like, is three people who have, like, no shortage of personality, no shortage of chemistry, and no shortage of ability to just create humorous situations, and just, you know, like, how a question on the podcast will just keep going down this rabbit hole of absurdity. And they managed to to transfer that energy over... To a, a a consumable thirty minute format of a TV show, and it still be like very much in the same spirit of what their podcast is, minus the money zone, of course.
3: <laughs> uh, but
0: uh, uh, what were your thoughts, John? You watched it as well, right?
3: I fucking adored it.
0: Yeah, obviously.
3: It's... I watched the um, tarantula episode a couple times before the show proper. Yeah, yeah. Um, like came they, out. they
0: did the free episode on YouTube. Uh, Have you seen that that's...
1: at least, Brett? Yeah.
0: Okay. 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 So you've seen that. The
1: thing I liked about that episode is like, like Polly was saying, how the mayor's obviously kind of in on it, but like a lot of it, you really can't tell where. Yeah, like where the script ends and where the reality begins because like Mm.
0: his reactions to things at times are like you know he kind of was like given a cue to say a thing and then like one of them will say something and it'll totally catch him off guard like wait a minute (laughs) wait are they serious wait is this part of the and like to his credit like he just kept rolling with them Uh, super dry yeah just great yeah he's just like like I really want them to do more of this show (laughs)
3: Mm -hmm. I think my favorite episode was the connecting with teens oh my god that episode is so
0: fucking good like Griffin's Griffin's little the little neon sign thing that he had just killed me that's one of those moments Mm -hmm. one of those rare moments in comedy where I have to stop the video and laugh for five minutes and then rewind (laughs) it watch it again pause it and laugh for five Mm -hmm. minutes again because it's such a stupid like I get where this is going gag, but the way that it's used is so good. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, the formula for coming up with your team name to go undercover
3: with the teens. Oh, God. There's a million. There are a million jokes, like, not even getting into the, the clown box conceit. The clown um, box conceit and then,
0: like, just like, and then, like, the haunted dorm room episode is mm-hmm. oh my God, it's so good. Like, it's hard to explain a lot of this and not just fucking tell you the jokes. Exactly. That's because you don't want to it. ruin it that way. But it's just, like, at the same time, like, I want to tell you everything
3: because it's so fucking good. Just go watch it, Red. This The show will be Soxcast approved. You just need to watch it first. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Like,
3: it's... like Like
0: I said, <laughs> they took everything they do on that podcast and managed to go down the same kinds of rabbit holes that they're able to... Yeah, it, it'd still be slightly scripted but largely unscripted, and just yeah, it's so good.
3: I think about the McElroys are my favorite comedians in the world. Griffin McElroy has yeah.
0: <laughs> Griffin has a timing that is impeccable, and mm-hmm. he has a way of speak like I've never heard someone speak the way he does. If that makes <laughs> sense. Like he, he has, has a, He has a very unique cadence and a very <laughs> unique way of presenting his humor. And the way he'll just randomly like uh, mispronounce words on purpose. <laughs> kind of like a Ryan Davis thing there too. Ryan Davis did that a lot, where he would just like there was a word and he would always say it wrong like every time he said it, like Diablo. I'm playing Diab- <laughs> Diablo Diablo three. And he would never yeah. say it or
3: acknowledge saying it any other way. Um, I had to like kind of catch myself from kind of imitating the cadence a little bit because it's like nope, nope, don't do that, don't go down that road. Yeah, it's very funny. It's... it's very funny.
0: Yeah, like they're like every every episode is solid. I hope they get to bring it back. I hope they get to do <laughs> more. Um, like you just get you gotta get the feeling that these guys are kind of like on the cusp of becoming like something just way bigger. Mm-hmm. Like, I've just got this feeling yeah, <laughs> that, like, I kind of feel that in, like, the next year to three years, like, I think they're going to be in Hollywood. Like, I don't know why. It's just kind of the feeling yeah. that I get. I really feel that, you know, they, they've they put in so much time and there's such a unique presence that, mm-hmm. like, there's no way that, like, this can be, like, the as big as they get.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: I think you're probably right. Yeah. I had a weird thought the other day. Yeah. Where, like, media consumption has kind of gotten so weird on the internet now, where it's like, I was just thinking, like, my mom watches a lot of soap operas, and my dad watches a lot of, like, Hollywood movies. Yeah. And here I am, watching a guy play World of Warcraft without killing anything for hours. (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah,
0: like like, I look at that as well, and like a lot of my viewing these days, like I don't watch much TV anymore. I watch a lot of Twitch uh, because, like, a lot of the personalities that I have found there are way more interesting than anything I'm finding on TV.
3: Mm -hmm. Yeah. I've got a hand, I've got like the several McElroy things that I keep on top of. Every it's week. really
1: hard to keep on top of everything Yeah, do. I I can't. Yeah.
0: I, I resigned myself to not being
1: able to do that long ago. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I marathon through all of PeaceCraft this week. Oh. <laughs> Griffin is entertaining enough where he can make World of Warcraft or, like, Pokemon entertaining by himself. Yeah, God, I don't know why, Which
3: is a true... God.
1: Yeah, I never... I haven't watched all that series, but...
3: It goes cause... places. God. Man, good shit. They're
0: so, yeah. they so good. They're so good. They are my favorite comedians in the world, and I get to take I really pride. I get to take pride in
3: like I grew up really close to there. Mm-hmm. That's that's pretty cool. But <laughs> yeah, like I mean, at the very least, like Lin Manuel Miranda really likes them and their work, and a number of other big, big personalities um, sh- um, speak for their work. Like mm-hmm. they've got the they've got some connections at this point. I hope they get further successes. Yep. and then they just keep being fantastic. The yeah, Adventure like, Zone is—I'm—I'm—I'm I'm, I'm caught up yeah. with the Adventure Zone, and it's still fabulous and utterly, completely engaging on just a narrative level. There's just
0: nobody that can do the kind of things that they do. I don't think yeah. because yeah. I because you have that innate chemistry of them being actually brothers,
3: mm-hmm. and it just seems to pervade their whole family. It's nuts. Yeah. Oh
0: my god! Yeah, like even the dad, dad is, is
3: really their good. dad is fucking good. hilarious. he is so good (laughs) the ending of the tarantula episode where they're like are you proud of us daddy and he said well you already said that you're proud of yourself so you don't really need me to say that I'm proud of you right
1: (laughs) (laughs) oh my god I wonder though if they got like a Hollywood movie and like tried to do like kind of a buddy comedy thing or something Mm -hmm. and like would they work if you Mm -hmm. kind of shoehorned them into that Scripted. It worked for Reno
0: Nine One One, and that show is largely unscripted. The movie was oh, really? largely unscripted as well. So, okay, I, so. I think it can be done. I like, and if I think, and I think that if anyone can pull that off, it's mm-hmm.
3: them. I think they just have like I don't think it's just that they have this innate chemistry. Then they can just improvise and magically make a bunch of really great stuff. I think they think really hard about their craft and what they're doing. And I think they like study themselves and they know what they're doing. They know exactly what they're doing. And even though it is largely a bunch of it is largely unscripted, I think that they put in the work and if they do any big Hollywood projects or anything big, it'll be because they trust themselves to be able to pull it off. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Like Justin has this moment at the end of the final episode of the season (laughs) that I think like, I think that a lot of that is real Mm -hmm. Like, I think of what a lot of what he says there is real and that it's like something they've wanted to do for a long time. And, you know, and and he has this really cool moment there that um, I I think kind of really just kind of gave me that, like, lasting impression of, yeah, like, I really see these guys going big time at some point. Mm -hmm. There's a beating heart. Yeah, absolutely. Like, nothing really feels contrived with them at all.
3: Fucking Carboys has a beating heart. <laughs> yeah,
0: like it's
3: just yeah, there's you a natural that was the second the the BR City episode.
1: Yeah, I was just about to say, right? did you see that is like literally the funniest thing I've ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> Busto Ascends. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And so, I like that they acknowledged it on the next episode. We're like, that should have been the season finale, basically. So that should have like, been the series finale. We should have finished Carboys yeah. there, right? Why did we present it that way? <laughs> shit. <laughs> I mean, if that if they had ended it with that, I would have been completely yeah. That would
0: that was, have yeah. It would have been perfectly content. Like God. that's...
3: That's so funny.
0: But yeah, go get yourself a CISO account. I'm not sure if they're still doing the uh free subscription thing, but you can get it free for seven days and then it's three ninety nine a month afterward. Um and go watch my brother, my brother and me. It's actually really freaking funny. Um
3: And there's only spiders in one episode. And there's only spiders in one episode. There are spiders in exactly one episode, it's very well labeled. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah. The tarantulas will not be present at the tarantula parade. <laughs> Justin did
0: a hit. <laughs> daddy Justin did a hit.
3: <laughs> Checking in with Daddy.
0: Oh. oh, such good stuff. Such good stuff. Yep. Go do that. Get on top of that right now. Stop. The what you're doing. The
1: okay, okay I'm just gonna stop podcasting right now and go do that.
0: Alright.
3: No, don't
1: actually do that though. Okay.
3: Alright. John, what else you been up to? Um I've poked into I've there are two big properties that I've started and I'm really enjoying that I want to talk about a little bit. Mm-hmm. I played like five hours of Final Fantasy 15 today. Uh-huh. What are your that initial game, thoughts? That game is incredibly charming.
0: Yeah, like uh, off the jump.
1: Like just the right start. Off the jump. Oh. You know what I mean when I talked about the title drop. The title the start. drop is so good. Being
0: insane. It's so fucking good. It's such a good title drop. Perfect. Because it's um, like and-
3: the most unlikely of title drops. Yeah. It's just like the biggest <laughs> the biggest game of all time.
1: Yeah. It's here. Like this prestige franchise doing that <laughs> that as, as its fucking it title drop. Yep. And Anna going, "Is that Is that
3: stand by me?" <laughs> <laughs> Pokemon one starts with a standby beam effort reference, by the by. But nobody I mean, cares yeah.
0: about Pokemon.
1: Nobody actually even likes it. The
3: first, but the they first... didn't
1: play the actual song.
3: No, they didn't. I think that's pretty funny though that that connects yeah. to these big yeah. G franchises in a way that makes perfect sense. Um But yeah, that game is immensely charming right off the bat. Like Lightning Returns is um incredibly good and charming, but it takes a while to get into it because it starts off with all the it does the,
0: yeah, it does the proper nouns. It's very glitzy and glamorous starting out. Like, it starts kind of just very much in the same way that a big-name RPG does.
1: Whereas, fun,
0: whereas Final fun, Fantasy fun. 15, on the other hand, it <laughs> exercises restraint, mm. let's say.
1: Well, that's if you just start with the game, which I didn't. i watched the the movie and the anime first and the movie is a lot of pronoun you know yeah Yeah. name dropping and setup.
3: that's the thing it's like it's all that bullshit and and i mean i say bullshit like yeah lovingly um and lovingly because i love lightning returns and i want to get back to that further because that game's amazing Mm -hmm. um because lightning returns endears itself to you once it kind of gets into its rhythm and you start actually poking around the city it's It's like, oh, wow, this game's actually kind of fucking incredible. Um, Final Fantasy XV just is that right off the bat. Um, It's like two hours before the plot starts, (laughs) which is perfect. Um, Yeah, I... Like, I don't know anything about any of the other characters right now. Like, I don't know anything Mm -hmm. about Prompto or Noctis. um, Mm -hmm. I know a little bit about Noctis and then nothing about the other three. Um, So there's not really, like, much in the way of story right now mm-hmm. but it's charming and instantly endearing in a way that I wasn't that kinda of caught me off guard. The character exactly
0: interactions it, 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 it. really yeah. feel genuine yeah. between those four yes. too.
3: Yes. You like you don't know like a lot about their psychology, but you know their personalities. You know that they're that they're good boys. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. You know they're good boys yeah. and like the way like and I think the English voice acting uh, for the game Definitely. is just incredibly like yeah, it feels so genuinely conversational mm-hmm. yeah
1: that's one thing i Did kind of failed it. to mention when i played yeah. the game is that like when they have those kind of incidental dialogues like they always work and land properly because they're structured as conversations that i'll play at once but then like you just don't get that in games usually no where like one character will throw out a quip and then no one else responds or something Dragon Card like,
0: 3 has a lot of incidental dialogue like that, uh, but it's obviously <laughs> more over the top and anime yeah. kind of stuff, but it, it, definitely not conversational. It's, yeah.
3: <clears throat> and it's often in even mm-hmm. beat em up levels versus the big open world thing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, like, there's a dungeon kind of late in the game where I had to go through it multiple times because it kind of loops around and I'd miss something. But, like, the first time you go through it, they're commenting on, like, this and that, and, like, oh, look out for this over here and like it feels like supernatural and conversational mm-hmm. and then when i had to loop through it again like none of that stuff replayed and it was just like oh it's kind of empty and quiet now it's weird oh weird and you just realize how well that stuff worked the first time
2: mm-hmm.
1: and like it's really good that a lot of the dialogue doesn't repeat cuz that always sounds that would sounds...
0: really ruin the, yeah. like like in a in a in a way that that game is sort of styled and like the very casual laid back kind of feel that it's supposed to have mm-hmm. Like, Mm -hmm. that would really kind of break your immersion there.
1: Yeah. Obviously, the stuff in combat does repeat, which is fine. Well, yeah, that's kind (laughs) of... You can't avoid that, really. Yeah.
3: Yeah. It's very classy, right off the bat. Mm -hmm. It's like this world that's full of, like, Final Fantasy bullshit, proper non-bullshit, but, like, hey, what if this was... (laughs) All that was fit into a world where people actually live. And talk like people. And talk like humans. So you'll see like the giant crystal tower in the distance by the horizon (laughs) and you'll be seeing it from a gas station Mm -hmm. where you stop to refuel your car on your way to the crystal tower and then you stop for a second and call somebody on your cell phone.
1: Talk to the cute mechanic girl.
3: (laughs) Talk to the cute mechanic girl. And yeah.
1: Yeah, and that, that starting area is just like midwest usa
3: yeah mm-hmm.
1: it's Stuff very contrasting it's, themes it's yeah it's so chill. Uh, yeah that crystal tower is ridiculous just in the background like for most I know. of the game
3: i know it's so chill and pleasant just right off the bat and it's so yeah. different from most final fantasy which is no
2: you know, chill at
3: wa- all everything wants to be the yeah. start of everything wants to be I, I i booted up final fantasy 15 because yesterday I tried to play Lightning Returns last night and mm-hmm. I couldn't figure out how to And motion enjoy wasn't working so I couldn't get my controller working so I spent uh-huh. like 20 minutes fiddling with that and I was like fuck it you know what I'll play Final Fantasy 7 because I've only beaten that game once like 10 years ago and then I booted up the Playstation 3 and tried to download it and fiddled with that for like 20 minutes and then just <laughs> like nope nope okay can't do that and then I went to sleep angry <laughs> <laughs> and then I woke up the next day I was like let's start Final Fantasy 15 and then mm-hmm. it worked perfectly because the PS4 is lovely. Um, God, the streaming on that thing is really easy, huh? Yeah. It makes me happy. That's really nice.
1: Yeah. Um, I, I saw some people complain that they were how laid back Final Fantasy XV is considering uh, that Noctis shouldn't be laid back given what's yeah, happening. Yeah,
0: given his situation he probably but shouldn't
1: like, be. But it it probably makes for a better game this way. Yeah.
3: That they also, can
1: just have time
3: yeah also chill. like if you're trying to stop the evil empire from destroying your kingdom and whatnot you still have to sleep you still have to <laughs> eat toast in the morning god that food is gorgeous oh my god <laughs> it really like, is. I
0: get hungry just looking at the food in this game mm-hmm
3: it doesn't matter how important your journey is you still still got time to feed it. still gotta poop still gotta well, they don't take a moment to feed sorry. the cat They don't do everything. You still gotta gotta find them red frogs.
1: (laughs) Uh, John held up
0: this podcast an entire hour (laughs) looking for (laughs) fucking frogs. In Final
3: Fantasy XV. I'm really enjoying it. Um, And I know it's gonna get way less chill in the back half when it gets way more, like, story. Yeah, obviously. But But you get
0: these quiet moments of character building. Like, it's not all... Like, not all the character... Development happens through big ass revelation, big ass anime revelation, big ass, an- and that's basically kind of been the formula for every Final Fantasy since yeah. like
1: six. Yeah, exactly. there's a lot of there's a lot of missable stuff in fifteen where like certain campsites will just trigger conversations with your boys, and that's a lot of quieter moments that are really good. There's a really good one with Prompto that I was mm-hmm. like, wow, I could have missed this. Mm-hmm. I think Lightning Returns is probably
3: still good still like as good um yeah. i think the main things that it has over 15 are that the combat is very good
1: mm-hmm. yeah the combat 15 in 15 is seems so to be weird. Not
3: <laughs> very good
0: uh um, it's a lot better than the initial demos for that game were cool it's, yeah, yeah, it's it it was a also train wreck
3: I, I, I think... tweeted at you about um, Lightning Returns having way better combat, and then I actually went back and I drilled the parries a bit, did mm-hmm. one of the tutorials again, and then I was, and then I got into a fight where I actually kind of engaged with the parrying stuff and the backstabbing stuff a little more, and I actually had a good time. So yeah, it, but I'm it's a bit, a but it's combat. like a system
0: that doesn't, from my understanding, get really expounded upon. It's just kind of like there's the mechanic, and that's yeah. the mechanic you're going to use the entire game.
3: Yeah, exactly. It seems weird. Yeah, you have pretty
0: much everything
1: but magic at the start. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. What were you gonna say, Rhett? Re-
1: uh, I kind of forget. Yeah, the combat is just kind of weird in fifteen. But like, in the demo, the platinum demo, like it really sucked because you were just by yourself. So it's just like yeah. hold square, oh yeah. dodge. But then when you play the full game and there's like all tons of enemies running around and you've the four person party, like it's actually pretty hard to see what the hell's happening. So it does feel more action oriented that way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like the warp striking is still pretty fun. Oh, warp striking, the warp is, striking is the coolest is really cool. shit. It is the like, coolest. Like if they didn't oh, have that, have that it, the combat would probably fall apart cuz that does give you one really active thing to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a weird thing. I'd probably rather be playing the 12 update combat
3: wise. I don't know. The... Yeah.
0: It's pretty mm.
3: If I could get if I could have have all those gambits, if that's really what they're going to do, gambits means you play the game less, John. <laughs> yes, but you, get, but you get to watch, you get to build your clock, and you get to watch it run beautifully. And that's I mean, kind of fun for a while.
0: And then, like, uh, oh, man, it gets, oh, not to mention that game's story is still kind of bleh.
3: Yeah, I mean, I, I really like Final Fantasy XII, like, from a distance, where I've started it, like, six times. Mm-hmm. And played, like, five hours and then quit. But, you know, from a distance, it's very beautiful to me. And I'm like, oh, I can see it. I can see that beautiful thing inside of you somewhere. Maybe someday I can carve it out with a scalpel. Yeah, I mean, maybe
2: giving
0: you access to gambits, you know, earlier than 20 hours into the story or something. It's not really that long. It's probably about 8 to 10 hours where you're just run up to an enemy and stand still. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: That's real fun. Mm. I I just realized something kind of horrible. Hmm. Yeah? so... John bounced off Final Fantasy IX, right? Mm. Like, oh yeah, Hardcore. did finish it. And then you mentioned now that you have uh, started twelve over and over a bunch, yeah. And so you've just started fifteen, and then you're also in the middle of Lightning Returns. So I think to myself, what which Final one am I going to bounce off of? Which which Final Fantasy game has John actually beaten? And then I realize it's eight. Uh, also you, 1, you four, 4, 5, 6, six eight. 7, 10. Well, okay, but like the last one you finished was 8. And I'm like, that's okay. the one you got to the end of. <laughs> that's just kind of ridiculous. I hope you get to the end of 15, though, because it's actually pretty short if you mainline it. Cool. Yeah, I'll try. It. I'll kind of try to do that. Cause I, I mean, you don't have do to. Like, Lightning Returns is pretty short,
3: too, as I understand it. So I'm feeling... Well, Lightning feeling Returns really is short time. by
0: virtue of you probably failing your first time through. <laughs>
3: sure, if I wasn't already brilliant and amazing.
0: Oh, or just using the first using guide you came across.
3: I haven't guided it at all, but I'm in, like, day four, and I've beaten two of the main quests, so I'm feeling pretty okay. John, you got, thir- you got like, fucking,
0: like, nine more days
3: to yeah. fuck this up. Nine and... more days to finish half of the remaining game. I feel okay, and I'm halfway through both of those quests. <laughs> We'll see. Be we'll see. We'll I beat, see. I beat Dragon Quarter my first playthrough. I'm feeling pretty... That was with a guide, though. Whatever. Fuck I, it, I okay.
0: did not beat Dragon Quarter my first time. That's
3: well, I mean I, I mean, I
0: did restart. You didn't guide
3: it, guide it to shit, either.
0: I did not know. I just... Like, there's nothing really to guide about that game since, like, everything's kind of random.
3: Yep. Yep. It was just more like, all right, how much do I have to be stingy here? And it turned out, a lot. Yeah, uh, yeah. God, Dragon is so good. Dragon is better than most video games, yes. It's very good. It's
0: pretty really? fucking amazing. Like, it is pretty high yeah. on my best RPGs ever list.
1: Yeah, it's really good. But, <sighs> but we determined it's not as good as Sonic Adventure, right? Dragon is way better than Sonic Adventure. Um, I'm pretty sure not according to the, the official list. That list can oh go god, fuck. Itself, okay. Okay. <laughs> oh my god, you're right! I have more than a few problems
0: with that fucking list, okay?
3: <laughs> that <laughs> list can go
0: fuck itself. Whoever wrote that garbage, whoever compiled it, whoever's opinions went into creating it, you're full of shit.
3: It's our entire listener base. <laughs>
1: Exclusively. Oh, well. God. All right. It looks like most of the top ten is okay. It's a very scientific method.
0: Obviously.
3: <laughs> God, Zelda <laughs> wouldn't like number four, that's so weird whatever
1: oh um, that was the best moment when like number four the wind waker and we're all just like <laughs> <laughs> yeah think
3: that's like one of the best games ever i guess huh <laughs> Volvassi, modern. so lightning returns like kicks all, oh yeah and the other thing that lightning returns has in in addition to combat that makes sense is um sex lightning. appeal Yes, it has lightning.
0: Lightning is the best girl, and I've been championing that for years, so everybody else can just get off her tits because that's where I belong.
3: <laughs> yeah, like lightning like lightning is so good and pla that you can play dress up with lightning, and mm-hmm. that's better than you'll play dress up with four of the best boys. So
1: Okay. Do you want me to break your heart about Final Fantasy fifteen?
3: Sure, go for it.
1: You start with like all the outfits. No, <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: I,
1: sure.
2: I think
0: john's actually having a seizure i think john's brain actually vomited into his cranium and he's now stroking out
3: we're not gonna get a bunch more outfits are you sure
1: yes there is like one more and there's nothing else there's like a pre-order one and then one you get at the end of the game.
3: First <laughs> game ever, never going to play that again. And I just
1: from the other one went, that's horrible. I seriously couldn't believe. It. I'm like, you guys spent like a billion years on this game and you didn't think to like
3: spread well, outfit- the outfit,
1: put some more outfits in and then spread them around the game. You just start with everything. Are you kidding me? I was like, like oh, what, what if you camped Out- every night? Like your
0: boys would change into different outfits every day.
1: <laughs> think of all the lost potential. Oh, There's literally like three outfits in the game, and then jacketless variations of them. Oof, and okay. That's it. I mean, at least I get one more
3: to look forward to, it, I guess. Uh, <laughs> you get so many more outfits in Lightning Returns. Lightning Returns is a better game now. Yeah. <laughs> also, it's fu- also it's really fun, like just to fight in that game, and you like switch between outfits to fire different attacks because some of them are better than others. It's pretty great. Yeah. Um, so what's the yeah, other big franchise?
0: Cool. kind of had a chance to have a look at
3: i watched like nine episodes of um hannibal mm-hmm. which is like the first live action tv series i've watched like of my own volition like not because anna was into it um in like three years or some shit mm-hmm. like three or four years um
1: I'm so basically digging... when breaking bad ended basically i'm just
3: i still haven't finished breaking bad i want to i'm not... this is gonna, be... <gasps> I'm gonna go back and finish breaking bad um
0: get off my podcast
3: just yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> um so hannibal is trash <laughs> um i love it obviously um mm. so this is a thing that i like remembered about myself you know what do you remember being really into things that you haven't thought about in years you're really into cannibalism huh no, well, yes, but I'm <laughs> deep into um, as like as like a teen, as like a middle schooler and early high school. Um, I saw all of the Hannibal Lecter movies and read all of the books. Mm-hmm. They're mm. almost all terrible. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> but, I, but I read and watched the shit out of them, um, and and like the only one of them, and like one of the only ones that's like actually functional is Silence of the Lambs. Yeah, which is. Evil, which fucked up like a generation of trans folks. Like fuck up yeah. the, the about trans folks' heads. Yep. So, fuck that franchise. Obviously. Obviously. But, but wow, was it? Is it nostalgic to be watching this series that's intimately connected to all the stuff that I was really into as a kid,
0: especially right. cannibalism?
3: Bef- yes, before I kind of got a little more discerning be a little bit like like on the on the tier of things that I was really into as a kid it's above Dan Brown like I was really into um, deception point da Vinci code angels of demons as a kid mm. this is better than it was better than that and this is a better thing than that I think mm-hmm. is fair to say um, and I saw Inferno the Dan Brown movie and they fucked up the ending because and my I was listening to it on my dad because we were driving home from a big car trip and he was listening to the latest Dan Brown novel and the ending of his latest book is like a serial like a scientist murderer guy um, releases a virus that sterilizes like a third of the world mm-hmm. and it he succeeds and then the and then Dan Brown's like hey maybe that's a good thing It's like, hey, maybe eugenics is okay. Maybe Uh, it's okay.
0: Maybe. maybe." Like the higher your voice gets, the more plausible
3: it is. (laughs) You think maybe that's okay? (laughs) Just (laughs) legit really, really nice, fair eugenics is okay. And then they completely completely change the ending in the movie, so it's just completely standard boring. Mm. Instead like I spent the whole movie like excited. How are they gonna do the totally fucked up? Awful ending, and then they just don't. They make it completely boring. As I actually felt the kind. I of, felt yeah in the theater on that movie actually, and woke up for the ending just to be sorely disappointed. Hmm. Um,
1: so it's like the Watchmen movie. <laughs> <where it laughs> <takes> the ending.
3: <laughs> yeah, it's like you're really pumped to see how they do the fucked up thing, and then yeah. then they don't they do just, the fucked up thing. They just they just didn't. Okay, whatever. Um, so Hannibal Lecter, um, yeah, I was really into Hannibal Lecter as a kid. I was really into Dexter as a kid, um, and this is tickling all those little those little bones that I I haven't I've been ignoring for years now. Mm-hmm. Um, so Hannibal the show, the 2013 show with Mads Mikkelsen as Hannibal Lecter,
2: yeah, um,
3: who I fell in love with from the Death Stranding trailer. I think everybody <laughs> did. Yeah. And then I was like, "Oh, oh, I love him. I I saw that I saw that he was Hannibal and I was like, "Oh, Matt Mickelson, I love him." I saw <laughs> that 2-minute trailer and I decided that I loved him. <laughs> and he's amazing. He's so good in Hannibal. Um, they have Hugh Darcy as um Will Graham as the probably extremely insensitive um representation of like guy who uses like his um mental illness to get inside killer's heads and catch them. Yeah. Um it's probably just super gross and then the I realized what the dynamic of Hannibal that I really loved was, which was um Hannibal Lecter like helping the cops the whole time and then also fucking with them and making things worse for them.
0: Yeah.
3: Like just completely playing everybody for idiots. And it's a blast. Like, um, he helps, he basically helps Will Graham find the murderer in, like, the first episode, but then calls the murderer up and says, hey, they're coming. Better watch out. That's so good. Um, <laughs> up, and then he winds up killing his wife and almost killing his daughter as a result. And then his daughter lives and is dealing, and winds up, like, consort and like becoming friends with Hannibal and oh my god um so basically like there's no mysteries in the show it's a murder mystery procedural Mm. with no mysteries where all the um they show a murder and then we know exactly what Hannibal is doing we know exactly what they're doing and then usually the murderer is caught in like they find one clue and that leads them straight to the murderer. Like, oh. And and then other stuff happens. Like there's no like lengthy house MD bullshit of like, oh, that wasn't it. It turned. We were wrong. And we better do the cat and mouse shit. No, it's um, pretty condensed as as to that aspect yeah. at least. Yeah, they don't they don't play up mystery at all. You basically know what's. It's very. It's almost death notey. Right, um, right. Only light and L don't suspect each other at all yet. Gotcha. Where they're still, where Will Graham and Hannibal are still good friends and like everything, and you haven't, there hasn't really been a part where his, where Hannibal's murders have really started resulting in cat and mouse stuff with um the main characters. Because that's the dynamic that's interesting, is that is him being a serial killer while well, oh yeah, if you're not familiar with the Hannibal Lecter series of franchises, it's a series of stories about a serial <laughs> killer that um kills people that he thinks are kind of rude and he's very polite and smart and like cultured. Yeah. And then he eats them. But yeah. like he does a really good job cooking up like that is a really like gourmet chef. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, yeah. I just realized like a minute ago, Hannibal rhymes with cannibal. It does. Wow. How clever <laughs> that's that's yeah. so very clever, yeah. Change one yeah. letter.
3: So these stories have
1: always been schlock um absolutely yeah just total schlock so wait um, he's killing people he thinks are bad though no no no, no. these
0: are people that have done very petty and things like, to
1: him like, like okay fl- so it's not like, like death note
3: yeah. an orchestra that just can't really play the notes right and he's like oh you just you just really wrecked this performance my god um
1: <laughs> it's petty death note
3: then killing, and then, like, yes. And then, like, having dinner with the orchestral heads of staff and being like, I'm so sorry, How, I'm so sorry about that flutist. Like, have they discovered it where they got off to yet? And he was like, no. And then someone says, oh, this meat is delicious, Hannibal. What it ever is it? Yeah. And he goes, Jeez. oh, I'm so sorry. But if I told you, you wouldn't want to eat it. Mm. <laughs> All right. So basically, like, the whole show is, like, smash cut from some some, like, ominous tense scene to like delicious looking food
2: yeah and then
3: like hannah <laughs> saying something like i'd really love to have you and your wife for dinner it's so nice to have friends for dinner it's so g- <laughs> it's just it's just total <laughs> fucking cheese it's just dripping but they elevate it because in in silence of the Lambs, it's elevated because anthony hopkins just is a fucking totally brilliant
0: in that role Sells it.
3: Sells the schlock. Yes, he does. Um, He plays it up so fucking well. Exactly, and Mads Mikkelsen is just the same. He just plays into it perfectly. Um, Where it's always... That's all this has always been, is total schlock, elevated by cool performances and just engaging storytelling. Mm. Um, Until they made Hannibal Rising, where it's like, hey, what if Hannibal was a kid? Uh, And we showed... uh how he was and it's because his sister died and it was very sad
0: and that's so um and bad. this is
3: how he, this is how he decided to start eating people and it's because he was in love with this girl and then yeah um hannibal rising's very bad yeah
1: um, do those when they were a kid backstories ever work out oh okay. it no. seems like the worst thing ever
3: <laughs> prequel of the hannibal series for sure <laughs> And then really Scott made Hannibal and he's always and so it's kinda of boring. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Hannibal is not a very good movie. And I really wanted to like that movie a lot when it came out too, because I was a big Silence of the Lambs fan and it's still one of my favorite movies ever.
3: Cause it's so well told. Yeah. Oh my god. Even though it's so fucked. Yeah, yeah. it's
0: real fucked and it's got some like a problematic fave.
3: Yeah, it's super grody, but God, it's just incredibly well put together, well made. Otherwise, I really hope they don't get to any of that material in Hannibal. But I'm not. Yeah. Uh,
0: TikTok, Clarice, um,
3: TikTok. Because a, you're not gonna, you're not gonna outdo them. No. At, you're gonna do lect, you're not even Mads Mikkelsen. You're not gonna outdo them at that. And also, you're so you're just gonna reproduce the parts of that story that are super fucked.
0: Yeah. Um.
3: And I haven't seen Red Dragon in forever, but as I, I the, really the only one I could see myself being interested in revisiting besides Silence is um, probably Manhunter. Mm. And just that holds up at all. Because um, books are trash.
0: Oh, yeah. They're total just garbage.
3: Exactly. Um, so also the thing with Hannibal, it, it exists, the TV series, um, in addition to having Mads Mikkelsen just... Like, being totally, like, grounded and, like, and very Death note but also just <laughs> the fucking p- food puns.
0: Yeah, just chewing um, on the scenery with some of that shit.
3: Exactly. He's probably more reserved than um, Anthony Hopkins is, but mm. he's still, it's still that character, and it's, it's his own take on that character. Yeah. And he, he
0: kills it. Um, so to speak.
3: So, oh my God, the smash cuts from like, oh, what what is this dish? Um, oh, it's rabbit. Shoulda run faster, huh? Smash cuts, <laughs> chasing somebody through a man through a forest. <laughs> Back to ads, like looking up, like yes, I suppose he should have.
0: <laughs> this kind of sounds like my jam. I kind of want to watch it now.
3: Just total cheese. Um, and then the other thing is that. The murders are ridiculous. Mm. It's so silly. Um, Because, like, episode one is... Oh, it's a serial killer who's, like... Who mounts his victims on deer antlers and drains them of their blood and then eats parts of them. Mm. And send this to, like, ten people. (laughs) And then next episode, like, presumably, like, a couple hours drive away... um, Oh, this killer... Plants people, buries them alive, and plants mushrooms inside of them, and grows the mushrooms. As, like, oh my god!
0: And it's so dumb.
3: Like ten people, and they've killed ten people, and this person makes a cello out of their vocal cords <laughs> while they're still alive and plays them. <laughs> and this person makes arms, plays their skin, and makes them into angel wings to pray for his soul. Oh my god. And then, and then Hugh Darcy walks into the room and then enters a trance where he says, where he starts take walking in the killer's footsteps and is like, "I do this because of this reason. Because of this reason, this is my design." Oh and then my he's, god! Oh, the killer is the. I made a really. I thought I was really funny on Twitter when I was like, "The killer has, The killer covers his victims in paper cuts and drowns them in hot sauce. They've killed seventeen thousand people." <laughs> Then Hugh Darcy goes into a trance. His name is—he was just fired from a Taco Bell, and he's mad about (laughs) it. His name's Phil. Why do I know that? I just—it's magical mental illness. So it's—it's such trash, but holy shit, is it engaging and just incredibly by shit. Um, Well, I mean,
0: like, there's nothing wrong with good trash.
3: It might be what I... It might be just kind of that thing I needed right now. Right, right. Um, And it makes me want to watch Breaking Bad again, because that's, like, the really good... Yeah. That's fine wine shit there. That's That's top shelf. That's the shit that Hannibal serves to his guests along with, you know. (laughs) (sighs) Oh, my God. The latest episode was, like, Hannibal was, like, the serial killer trying to kill Hannibal, so they...
2: Ugh. Oh,
0: my it,
3: God. It's very good.
0: Yeah. In its own...
3: <laughs> Might have to give this look. It's got a big old case of the genders. I think, like, every major character... There's, um... The 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 daughter of the first um, serial killer is an interesting character moving through the show so far. So she's cool. I'm interested in where she goes further from there. But it's mostly just lots and lots of dudes being very dramatic. Gotcha. Um weird-ass thing. I'm mean, where, where I'm at right now in my life, I'm really enjoying it. And it's cool to get back to that thing. Because, um, did y'all ever watch Dexter? Nope. Nope. I watched like five seasons of Dexter and read four, four of the books because it was just so incredibly my jam. That's the one where you play What's the lovable serial killer.
1: Of course. <laughs> yeah, I heard a lot of comparisons to Death Note with that show. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. then also that it completely falls apart by the end. Yeah. Oh,
3: absolutely. I completely <clears throat> lost it god just the kind of media that i haven't engaged with in a while and it feels good um yeah that's what i've been up to Brett, hi,
1: hey, what's up so last time i mentioned how for a few days i was just like oh i'm just bouncing off all these games mm-hmm. and i'm just like looking at my backlog going i just don't want to play any of these now like that's not a good way to play through games is like doing it out of obligation and it's just like yeah. oh I guess I'll get back to anime or something, or I don't know, mm-hmm. take up a different uh-huh. hobby. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm just feeling real down on games. And then from the heavens, with perfect timing, came a game that was so 110% my jam. Uh oh. I'm like, oh, I'm going to have to buy this at launch. Because it was also only $15, oh, which is okay. an amazing price for this game. And that is Hollow Knight. Man, and like best game that nobody has played. I bounced <laughs> off of like the
0: previews for this thing because it just gave me all the wrong vibes. It gave me uh-huh. the it gave me the I'm real fucking tired of Metroidvania's vibe and it gave uh-huh. me the look how hard I am. I must be Dark Souls vibe. Mhm. So, so, right. Does it defy Did you play the preview?
1: Huh? Did you play the preview or just No, I did not play the preview. Okay. I saw bits of the preview, though. Oh. Because the preview that they put out is actually, like, super easy. I was like, oh, worried about the difficulty. Mm -hmm. And so, Polly, when did you get bored of Metroidvanias? Because... Shut up. Don't want to hear it. (laughs) Because Axiom Verge was pretty good. Yeah. Shantae was pretty good. And Momodora was really good. So... (laughs) I'm not sure where the problem was. It just... It was presented wrong to me, I feel. Because I don't know. I saw that first trailer or the release trailer for Hollow Knight and was just like, This is my jam. Oh my god. I think I saw maybe Rock Lee Smile
0: do a stream of some kind of preview.
1: And
0: it was just like, You don't know, guys, this is gonna be the next Dark Souls. It's got so much cool Metroidvania stuff in it. I was like, Oh And I was just and I just i just like i noped
1: right the fuck on out of that stream i mean he's not wrong mm. <laughs> this game is very much hey metroid and dark souls had a baby mm-hmm. <laughs> uh-huh. but, but those are good games right <clears throat> like so they are. People... it's just a formula that i'm kind of done with it's so, nothing in this game is really original. It's just done so well that it feels fresh to me and, like, was super engaging. Okay. Because mm-hmm. it's just, it's a good Metroidvania and it has a lot of Dark Souls DNA in it.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So, like, basically, they don't really rip any mechanics straight out of Dark Souls besides, like, when you die, you drop your money and you just go get it. Money. Yeah. 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 I mean, like- Shovel Knight did that. Shovel Knight did that. Yeah, exactly. Shovel Knight did that. It's, just like, it's not an exact thing. Mm-hmm. What this game takes from Dark Souls is, like, the mood, the atmosphere, the lore. Like, mm-hmm. similar to Momodora. Momodora, like, okay. the Similar to Momodora, the story is maybe a bit too similar, even though Hollow Knights is much, much more developed than Momodora's fairly thin story.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And, like, this game also has, like, NPCs that kind of exist on their own terms, where you won't ever see them in the same place twice, because... Cool. Once you leave, they are also going off to do their own thing,
3: and it cool. feels kind of
1: Love alive that. in that way. Love that, and like it's also just a very—it's a super tight platforming game. Like it doesn't have the, uh, like the wind up to your attacks in Momodora. Mm. Like I will say, the combat in the in both of these games feels good, but sh- or I almost said Shovel Knight. <laughs> Hollow Knight's is much much faster, where it's kind of a uh strider-esque slash yeah form. you can't really like it.
3: the sword how the sword yeah.
1: looks you can't mash it quite as fast as strider and it doesn't like it feels infinitely better than like momodora two and three mm. i just mm-hmm. want to point that out but like there's no delay like you can move while swinging and stuff and like it gets very fast towards later parts of the game and just there's a tightness to the controls that you rarely see how like when you yeah,
3: tap how it looks like aria of sorrow
1: yeah, when you tap jump and release, you like immediately start descending. And like, mm-hmm. when you get some of the later powers, like the wall jump that mm-hmm. you get, is one of the ones where you can just go straight up a single wall. Nice. Because, yes. Because there's so little delay to where you get control of your character back, where you can just like, get doom, 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 a nice the same super wall. meat boy jump in there. Yeah. So mm-hmm. this game, maybe it gets a little super meat boyy towards the end. It gets hard. Hmm. Mm-hmm and so like i I just i really like this game (laughs) it's hard to say without spoiling too much though but basically like the first third is kind of getting your core traversal abilities like the wall jump and an air dash Mm -hmm. and i will say the air dash doesn't feel quite as good as Momodora's, Mm -hmm. because that was like the movement tech in that game was air dashing everywhere once you got it so like the first Mm -hmm. third or so or so of hollow knight is kind of getting your core things and then it really does genuinely open up and that game is freaking huge
0: yeah
1: like, it definitely
0: sounds bigger than it might have presented itself as
1: yeah it is like <clears throat> i hear people saying it's like a 20 to 30 hour adventure and i'm like there's no way and then like my save time when i first beat it was like 19 hours and i'm like Whew. okay well shit and then my save and you time only got
0: 74 percent of the items your first time yeah as well and
1: then yeah, so when I beat it the second time, I was at, like, 25 hours with 90% completion. Wow. So, yeah, it's it's a big one. <laughs> and there is a you lot did, of backtracking. You did the second time, you said? So, <laughs> there's two endings, like, just to be okay. straight up, I guess. There's kind of the normal path you can take to get the ending that everybody can get. Mm-hmm. And then there's some really, really hard optional stuff if you want to do everything. Uh Uh-oh. It gets real fucking hard. (laughs) And so that's that's the other thing where it really deviates from Dark Souls is that Dark Souls starts pretty hard. Mm -hmm. And in a way, it might start harder than it finishes, besides, like, Ornstein and like some of the bosses. Yeah. Yeah. But in general, like, Dark Souls never pulls its punches. Uh Uh-huh. This game absolutely has a very gradual... And steady difficulty curve mm-hmm. to where, like, the first area is kind of insultingly easy, and like the first mini boss that you, I guess, is technically optional is mm-hmm. like super, super simple,
2: mm-hmm. and then
1: starts getting a little tricky by the second area, and then kind of hard by the end of the game. But then all the optional stuff that you don't have to do to complete the game by the end is like super meat boy cotton alley shit, basically. Oh, uh-huh. shit. And like the true final boss is unbelievably hard. <laughs>
0: Well, I mean, like, if you're going, like, you yeah. know, all in on a game like that, you know, yeah. if that's going to be your true final boss, mm-hmm. it better be yeah. something for you to remember
1: and something you're going to have to yeah. grind out a bit.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I, I almost wish there were two difficulty modes, though, because for a lot of the game, I was like, this is too easy. And then by the end, it's like, well, now it's a little too hard. Jesus. Mhm. <laughs> But then I see people who are, like, playing the regular game and being like, why isn't there an easy mode? This is too hard. I'm like, boy, you guys are in for a rude awakening at the end. <laughs> yeah. Because platformers are just a genre where you've got people who've been playing them their whole lives, you yeah, know, and getting really good at them, and then new players can't handle... Precision, mm-hmm. you know, platforming. Pre- precision platforming. So so it's really hard to balance yeah. that mm-hmm. out. So I think that's what they tried to do by kind of having the easier path available. hmm yeah. Sort of, like, sort of like
3: how you and Polly being the machine game in like 20, 25 minutes is like, all right, this is going to be a game that a lot of people bounce off of and a, if you take like an hour and a half.
1: Yeah. On. Yeah. Cool. And yeah, this game is just like this huge atmospheric adventure. And there's like something mm-hmm. ridiculous, like 140 enemies. And like it actually like has a journal and catalogs everything. And you can scroll like a... and be like, yep, there's really like 140 enemies or something. Sharia like...
3: Sora has like that many, but it only—it's yeah. only like three hours long.
1: Really? Jeez, <laughs> that's—it's pretty nuts, actually. Oh,
3: yeah, but well, you know, thirty ninety percent of them are copied from Rondo of Blood.
1: Sometimes. Oh, yeah, yeah, Castlevania games—they <laughs> never quite
0: grew out of that uh, enemy set. Once they got those sprites made, they just rode yeah. them into oblivion.
3: Hey, remember that Medusa head from Rondo of Blood? <laughs> it's twenty years later, but here you go. Continue.
1: I, I'm just not sure what else to say other than yeah. like I really, really love this game. That, and like, so it really, seems like the, it seems like the really, story, the
3: feel of it really impressed you. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say. Yeah, because like... when
1: I, so when I, when I beat it the first time, I was like, that was incredible. And then I kind of realized like, there's another ending. Oh my god! And then oh shit, the true ending just woo. <laughs> blew me away. Yeah, I saw you with... talking about it a bit on Twitter the
0: other night. You that, seem... was, that was
1: the first ending. That was the first ending. That was the first one?
0: Yeah, you yeah. seem to be getting a little perturbed. The final
1: bosses were just... Oh, the one that I was complaining about hard was the final one. Okay. Or the mm-hmm. true. But... Yeah, that's where I saw you complaining. It's just, it's a cool game, though, and, like, it nails... Like, this is... Have either of you played Ori in the Blind Forest? I've played it, I have no. not completed it. Because uh-huh. that's the game that this seems to be getting compared to a lot, I'm not entirely sure why, maybe just because they're pretty platformers? I think it's because they're pretty Games. platformers, and I think
0: it's because the platforming in Ori can skew a bit towards difficult.
1: Mm-hmm. Like, Ori is much closer to Dark Souls in that it is hard the entire way through, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like... Ori was, for me, actually frustratingly difficult a lot of the time. Yeah, that's uh, sort of, like, what it seemed, like, when, uh, I remember back yeah. when that game came
0: out and Brad Shoemaker was playing it, and, and like, yeah. that's sort of, like, one of the aspects that kind of, like, he put against it was that it just, like, it's very unrelenting, and, like,
1: like yeah. you're just gonna pile up deaths like crazy in that game.
2: Yeah,
0: mm-hmm.
1: so this is more slow-paced and, like, methodical, but, mm-hmm. like, the combat can get very fast against bosses, but, like, the platforming isn't as brutal as Ori. Cause that game and like the combat in Ori like never ever felt good to me. Cause like it had mm. kind of a weird lock on thing. Yeah. And this is just like, you can sword slash up across or down and that's like it. And then you have like a magic attack.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Like it's very simple, but like they get a lot of usage out of your kind of your core moveset. And there's some like secret movement text that it doesn't hint at that you can do, but you kind of learn as you go like, Oh, I can like downward slash and do this and this.
0: Mm -hmm. I see.
1: And, like, it really, like, the story is kind of told, like, fragmented, I guess, would be the way to describe it. Like, Mm -hmm. it's not as cryptic as Dark Souls, but it's... Through item screens on the loading screen. (laughs) No, definitely not that bad, but, like, I did, like, enjoy the story, and, like... This game knows when to have an area that's just a mood piece, basically, Uh, where it's mm -hmm. just, like... There always shouldn't valuable. be anything here, so there's just no enemies here. And it's just here to creep you out. That's always mm-hmm. valuable. Yeah. And like It seems it,
3: like it seems like this game kind of succeeds at nailing well trodden ground in sort of the same way as Momodora does. Yeah. That's yeah. sort
0: of the impression that I'm getting mm-hmm. from hearing you. It's like that we got these
3: two games that do similar things that do really well at it, that kind of work as companion pieces. Yeah. Um which is yeah, that, really cool, yeah. I think.
1: The other thing about this game is that, like, every everything is a bug, and, like, the whole game takes place in, like, a... Yeah, the first town is called Dirt Mound. Okay, like, now you're speaking my language. Now yeah. I'm actually, like, getting interested. <laughs> like, literally, this whole game is actually a bunch of bugs in, like, this underground colony. John literally wants to fuck this game now. And there's a spider bugs level. Bugs are
3: very good. Oh, there is? Okay. Yeah.
1: Bugs like, are very good. You may look at this game and be like, oh, the main character is so cute and stuff. And then you get deeper and deeper. And then, oh, there's a spider level. Oh, this game is actively trying to be kind of scary and gross now. Oh, no. I <laughs> scale from of 1 to Limbo. How, how gross does it
3: get? Mm, maybe...
1: It sounds like this
0: goes further than Limbo. <laughs> it may
1: be above Limbo, I yes! think, actually. That's what I was wanting you to say. Yes. Okay.
0: Yes. John is
1: very okay. happy now.
0: He's All on right. board. Yeah.
1: All right. And, like, the way these areas connect together, like, kind of feels logical. Like, it feels like a place, especially by the end. Like, like Momodora. Yeah. I think more so than Momodora. Mm,
3: but Momodora isn't a bunch of bugs, so it's probably <laughs> worse. Momodora's cute anime girls, so. though. Cute anime girls are better <laughs> than most things, but... But not bugs. But not bugs. <laughs> Did I tell you that? When I was five years old, I wanted to be an entomologist... You knew what an entomologist was. I knew what an entomologist was, and that I
1: wanted to be one. Mm. I like bugs. Continue. The other thing about this game is that the pacing almost kind of feels like Hunters in a way. <laughs> so like my, ga- my games in general were like, stage one is really simple, and then stage two starts to build, and then by stage six, it's just like totally nuts it's with absurd. like side areas. Like it's so crazy how dense these later areas get, and like how much like kind of side content and like every individual screens at times being like unique art assets to be like, this is this building. This is the only one in the entire game, basically. Mm -hmm. And like, almost like in dark souls, you can kind of see other areas from each other at times Uh in kind of the larger outdoor areas. It's really cool. And like, they've got this kind of 3d engine, like the whole game is in unity Mm -hmm. and it's like, it's 2D assets, but, like, the way the camera kind of shifts gives it a real 3D look that's really neat. Yeah, that's one of the cooler things uh, yeah. I've
0: seen in some Unity games that use 2D assets, which 2D wasn't yeah. a thing Unity could do very well for a long time, and they only yeah. really
1: got good at that in the last couple years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so this is all, like, <laughs> multiple parallax rolling polygons, basically kind of sliding and shifting to create a 3D effect, and it's really cool. That's pretty cool. Good shit. Good so shit. What- So one other thing I almost forgot to mention about this game is that the map system pisses people off. Why? Mm -hmm. In a great way, because this was like my favorite thing about it, practically. Uh Is it one of those
0: where it doesn't actually lay out every room and that it's just a square?
1: No, see, when when you get the map, the maps are extremely accurate. Mm -hmm. The problem is that the game makes you find each map individually for each area.
0: Oh, that's mm-hmm. not a
1: bad thing. That's a good it's, thing. Cause mm-hmm. So, in-game, there's a character who is traveling the world, mapping no. it out, so you have to find him to get his map. Yeah. And then his map will be incomplete. And then, as you explore the rooms, your your character will then take out a pen and add to the map themselves. It's mm-hmm. kind of like the way Super
0: Metroid maps work, really. is You yeah. start out with it's, nothing, but you find a map yeah. station, and then...
1: yeah.
3: The but one you don't start filling it in until after you get to the map station. Yeah.
1: Okay. That's ah. the one difference is that if you don't find this map guy, you just don't have a map for that area until you do. Like oh, your wow. Yeah, your character can't start at the map until gotcha. you get it. Nier does so, the same thing. Cool. And so, yeah, it's just like, for me personally, like, I really kind of hate the whole mini map thing, and, like, it just kind of detracts when you can just stare at the corner of a screen yeah. the whole time. So, like, yeah. Yeah.
3: Yes. This game you're wants, failing it when you reduce yeah. the whole thing to a fucking blue maze.
1: Yeah. But, so this yeah. game wants you to feel immersed in its world, and I think a great way of doing that is just not giving you a map the first time you're in each area. Yeah. And just, Or even like once you have the map, but it's incomplete, like, oh, you're just going to have to explore and figure it out yourself, and you're going blind into each area for the first time. Mm-hmm. there's there's a funny bit later on like it's actually this i think at the start of the spider area where the map guy is just right at the start and mm-hmm. sitting there uh-huh. and he's just like i ain't going in there <laughs> <laughs> that's fucking genius <laughs> so you got so you get the map from him and it's just like there's nothing on it basically that's, oh, that's fucking weird. genius yeah so it makes his locations tend to make sense to how far he was able to get into each area mm-hmm. oh that's cool yeah and it, if you beat the boss then you can buy it at like the town mm. so you don't have to find him if you manage okay. to miss him and find a boss instead kind of like how you can't miss the relics in shovel knight yeah yeah basically exactly like that that this game So great. for the first area, though, like I totally did miss the map guy, and I was just like, I guess I'm going to start drawing the map myself. Oh, like, wow. This is a game that can get you to do that. Mm, just ha- taking out a piece of notepad paper and being like, well, let me just do it myself. And I think that's really as well. Good shit. Hmm. Hmm. So, so right. you're saying
3: I should check this out. Damn. I think Polly and I were in the same boat where just looking at the surface level, it was very, very easy to dismiss. Yeah. Is that fair to say? Yeah. Okay. I think this, I think some of the stuff about, yeah, that stuff about the setting. I mean, sold me little, like, gave me that little thing like, oh, this is not just generic fantasy world.
1: So, yeah, that's basically, I just kind of can't recommend this game enough. Like, it's definitely game of the year contender right now, for so sure. You're, so you're saying I should play it. Yeah, I think you should give it a shot. All right, I'll take your word Can't be for officially it.
3: Soxcast approved unless we all do Yeah, that that's a good point.
1: <laughs> that's a good point. And yeah, there's definitely parts of this game that made me think of John, where this is like, oh, it's the spider level.
2: Mm. I love
0: the and fact can... that the map guy won't go in there.
3: It's so perfect.
2: Yeah. <laughs> that's
3: very good. That's yeah. a very good thing. Oh, man. Mm. All right. So is that all you did, Rhett? Yeah. All right, well,
1: uh, do we have any... Uh, I think there was some news yesterday, actually. Yeah. Yeah, you think there might have been some. There might have been some news. Uh, Let's uh, let's hear it. So finally, after much hemming and hawing, and uh, kind of some misdirection in a weird way, like Mm -hmm. wasn't sure if it was really going to happen or not, and like it seemed it seemed pretty soon to be happening in March, you know. Yeah. But but finally, nier automata is coming to Steam.
0: Yeah, it is. It it was officially confirmed. Yeah, it's coming out on uh, the 17th. It's just 10 days after. Yeah, uh, it's getting a Steam exclusive uh, content <laughs> as well. You can put a valve on. You her can eye. put a valve on her eye, which that's that's my prediction as to why it's coming out 10 days later. So they had to take 10 days. To... <laughs> that's
1: Very. Real cool. silly. Yeah. Yeah. It should play the sound effect from the old Valve games,
0: like, like when you it. equip it. Mm-hmm.
1: You know, I'm, like, with this
0: weird and meta as that game is is, is supposed okay. to get, as, as from my understanding, it wouldn't surprise me if when you looked <laughs> it, it, it. it, it actually did it. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So that, that's okay. neat. They were so weird about that release, though, where, like, the game was originally released as, or announced as PS4 and PC. Yeah. And then they just didn't talk about the PC version for, like, half a year. And
0: I think that, like, the Steam logo disappeared from the official site. Yeah,
1: like, there was a trailer a few weeks ago that had, like, March 10th as the date, and then Mm -hmm. they pulled it immediately. Yep. It's like, is Sony paying you guys to mention, not mention the PC version? But now they're finally, finally saying it right before the PS4 version comes out. So whoops.
0: Seems weird. Seems weird. A very weird situation. For all we well. know, though, it could have just been like last minute optimization stuff. Hopefully the yeah. same yeah. people, hopefully the same people that did the, the Revengeance port uh, are handling maybe this one too,
1: because I'd like to see yeah, this that would be nice. pretty solid PC port, hopefully. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I do. I hope they put the demo on Steam because I noticed the minimum requirement video card is actually higher than what I have, mm-hmm. so I might get the PS4 version if mm-hmm. it didn't run well. Well, oh, the PS4 version is no slouch. It is 60.000 Oh, definitely, yeah.
3: That demo... That's, I mean, that's what I'm getting God, like, okay, I am too. Really I'm cool. all on board. I'm, that's, my well, that's the one that I can play without having played
0: near yet. Right? Yeah, and you I'm don't just... like. There are some references.
3: Yeah, but I mean, I'm still gonna go back and play Nier eventually.
0: Yeah, like Nier's worth playing. They've also said that if this sells well enough, they may go ahead and uh, do a remaster of that for PC slash PS4. Excellent. You'd think
1: Excellent. they would do the remaster first. Hey, they, want, style, they want. They want. But... They want proven sales, I guess. Yeah. I wonder if they're just like, oh, if people play the first one, they won't buy the second one. That's probably
0: a- another thing, is that, like, Nier is in no way a terrible game. It is very functional. Like, the combat is just kind of eh. eh. kind of boring. That
3: was, that was so weird, lo- looking at the wiki page and then realizing that Nier reviewed, like, really poorly. <laughs>
0: yeah, like,
3: it's yeah, was- not a bad game, people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, GameSpot gave it a 5. I'm looking at oh, it now. Wow. <laughs> Metacritic's like yeah, under 70 is like 67 is up jeez
0: yeah, like that game yeah. that and game it's like, gets that game gets all the shoutouts because it deserves them it's it's so lovingly crafted
3: yeah that's the like that's like the thing that near the game I know about now because everyone who played it just sings it's praises, mm-hmm. sings about it so beautiful it sounds really love like so It just really seems like Yoko... Like, the mainstream press just had no idea what to do with Yoko Taro for a long time. Not at all! Like, Like, it's a game so good...
0: It's a game so good, Boner had my copy for two years.
1: (laughs) Does it hate you like Dragon Guard 3 does? Not at all.
0: No, this game's very... Like, Nier is very warm and inviting, and, like, all of its... All of its side content is intrinsically tied to its world... And doesn't really feel MMOE a lot of the time. It has little stories that kind of make okay. these little
3: moments feel sincere. Seems like Nier's probably the gentler spin off, just with the fuck you energy at least. Yeah. Uh, that's, there's a lot of that in Dragon Guard. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, like, Dragon Guard is a series. So a, th- th- that series is a lot of fuck you. Yeah, just <laughs> fucking great.
0: It's just Dragon Guard 3 wears it on its sleeve a lot more.
1: Any other news? Uh, So we're recording this on Saturday, so this will be up on Sunday, though, I think. But so for us, though, yesterday, March 3rd, Uh, was the release... Here we go. (gasps) Of Drew Scanlon from Giant Bomb, unfortunate. Uh,
0: but you know he's going off to do something big. Like that guy's we got a whole lot of talent.
1: Yeah, we don't know what he's doing actually. Apparently Jeff that doesn't even know.
0: He's gonna <laughs> he's gonna be the most widely recognized international meme. Oh, yeah. Fair it's like a, the, is that not the perfect? Light man. Isn't that the
1: perfect fucking? I know to blinking. go out on. That's the weirdest shit. I see so many, like, that has shown up on my Tumblr now. I'm just like, I don't even know why this GIF is so funny for people. I saw it on the news! Oh my god, yeah, like, it has gotten so big, and I just don't understand it. It's so weird. Blinking Eye, man. Farewell.
0: Always be bombing, Blinking Eye,
2: dude.
1: (laughs) I was wondering when he joined giant bomb and i guess i looked up an old thread where intern days yeah drew the intern is now drew we hired him yeah like, like he, he seven like, years 11 months ago or when something. he
0: joined whiskey media as an intern he was just the folding shirts to mail them guy and then he like
1: he ended up being their like executive producer of video content and like being an on-video personality too, like the whole Metal Gear and thing. Yeah,
0: like he, like that guy came into his own. Like the more he started to show his personality, yeah. like the more people took to him as kind of like the most likable person on the internet ever.
1: Yeah, definitely kind of a similar path that Vinny took, Yeah, kind of starting as a video producer and then, but maybe even more dramatic with Drew. Yeah, it's definitely more dramatic
0: with Drew, because he like he knew his way around Final Cut and stuff Like when he joined as an intern. And him being a video editor, I guess, is something that just kind of popped up in conversations. Like, wait, you edit video? We need another one of you! <laughs>
1: So, he will be missed.
0: Yeah, but I'm sure that guy's going to go on to do something yeah. great. Uh, you know, like, it's hard to say if it'll be in front of a camera or behind a podcast mic, but... Uh, like, yeah, or even you know in video
1: games, who knows? Like, who knows? Like,
0: yeah, People are like, oh, he's going to become a pilot now. And he could. I think he already is a licensed pilot.
1: That's what I'm saying, like. He's got the license.
0: The guy's got the train. life experience to, like, do pretty much anything he wants to at this point, I would yeah. say. Yeah.
1: So, one more news item. One more news item. Finally, we're going to get down to This also happened yesterday. Yesterday was a big day, apparently. Oh, uh uh-huh. What else could possibly have happened yesterday, Rob? New game came out. Oh. In a very popular franchise. Mm. Yeah. From its very kind of humble 8-bit origins Mm -hmm, to now uh the franchise we all love today. Mm -hmm. The new Shovel Knight, Specter of Torment, came out. Oh, for, oh, that looks rad. For some people, it's kind of a limited release. Yeah, uh, that's kind of weird, huh? Yeah. So we'll be playing it in April. It's kind of like um, uh, when Lava La Land was playing in limited theaters. So it's like, oh, it's out now for like two theaters. You'll yeah. get to see it in January, I guess. So Spectre Informant huh. will be out next month for yeah. everybody. It's coming to out. Oh. Uh, yeah. That's going to be real good. hard. I yeah? Stru- one of the sites gave it like a 9.5, but they said it's really hard. Well, I
0: mean, cool. given. I think that it might just kind of be like, we're still used to playing as Double Knight. We didn't play the Plague, Plague of Shadows. No, yeah, Plague uh, of
1: Shadows definitely started harder too. Yeah.
0: But it's just because, like, I, you know, Plague. You know, like, Plague Knight has a, a, a whole different way of moving around in mobility. Yeah, in But combat. so does. Uh, so
1: does. So that can very like, well
0: be like why like this is reviewing as kind of really freaking hard is
1: because it's not your typical platformer. Yeah, good it shit. definitely seems to be kind of drawing from Ninja Gaiden, where he, like he's running up walls and doing wall jumps and like air slashes. It looks really neat. That Spectre Knight was my shit. favorite of them
3: too, just design wise. Yeah. yeah. John. And story. Wow. You need to play Plague of Shadows. Yes, I need, you to, do. I need to. I need to replay Shadow Knight. No, you need to play Plague of Shadows. <laughs> I need Damn to you. play all. I need to play all of them. They are very good, and I didn't appreciate it enough the first time through. I, I need I to like, like, enjoy this story. <laughs> I believe you. I just, I'm just saying, I need to get into the Shovel Knight world and have that be a part of it <laughs> instead of this thing that's just kind of di- I'm distant from. <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> so, Specter of Torment is like a prequel cool story where yeah. he's assembling the. Order of no quarter yeah where is the best name whereas plague of shadows takes place concurrently which was also really neat but they couldn't get away with that again no they couldn't no
3: with the what the getting away with what exactly you can't get away plague with Sh- it
1: being
0: yeah. concurrent with shovel knight oh okay. because that's what uh plague of shadows is it takes place concurrently with shovel knight's adventure and ah, this okay. is a prequel
1: gotcha cool I wonder what they do for King Knight eventually.
0: Yeah, I wonder. It's going to be interesting. Apparently, that's going to be out like uh, probably
1: a lot sooner than it took to get um, uh, to, to get Spectre Knight done. Yeah, cool. I mean, Spectre Knight was over a year now. Which, yeah. From Plague of Shadows, like that's kind of crazy. Yeah. So that's why they're also raising the price of the base game because oh my god, they realized we didn't make any money from Plague Knight. <laughs> Whoops.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, they kind of had to split it up, yeah. but they still gave people like a real long time frame to get mm-hmm. on the shovel knight bandwagon and still get all the free stuff before they released the treasure trove. Yeah, uh, and then the plague of shadows slash. Yeah,
3: I can't imagine any. I can't imagine being mad about it. Like
1: it's obviously. Well, I don't think people are mad. They're just no. very confused for some reason. Like I have seen endless discussion of like. Which one do I buy if I want the whole thing? Like, it's not that complicated, no, people. It's, Jesus! It's, it's pretty simple to figure out. Yeah. So, Shovel Knight continues to be rad, and they very much over-delivered on those extra yeah, character they, things.
0: And, like, not to mention the cool body swap thing that they're putting in, that, where they, they're going above and beyond of what was originally kind of designed uh, and promised in that little... Uh, kickstarter promise thingy good shit so is that it for news or
1: yeah i'm pretty sure that's all that happened yesterday yep. nothing else yeah, just the
3: rest of it
0: nothing cool. really yeah i'm like looking at like neogaf and i'm not really seeing anything Yeah,
3: i took a nap like, was that, <laughs> <know> that <laughs>
1: newsworthy made. that's yeah.
0: newsworthy john a took map. a fucking nap And on that note, we're going to go ahead and get out of here. So, John Thire, tell the fine listeners of this audio-based podcast where we can find you.
3: You can find me at farawaytimes.com and also farawaytimes.itch.io. You can play a lot of the games there now.
0: Yeah, including upcoming releases as well. Yep. There will be some of those, apparently.
3: Yeah, actually. So, yeah, feels good. Keep an eye on that faraway time. And you can find me on um, Faraway Thire on Twitter.
0: Cool. Rhett, where can we find you? In3.tumblr.com. Dot dot you can find me at twitch.tv slash Eric's joystick.
2: <laughs> and remember,
0: we're the podcast that loves you. We're the only ones that love you.